We are live. Hello and welcome everybody to episode number 72 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavision's magazine. Today is February the 21st, 2021. Wow, 2121. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Or, 2121. Yeah. 0221 2021. Does that work? Yeah, that works. Anyway, I'm your host, Graham Cookson, and joining me this week. He'd be my genie in a bottle if only I could rub him the right way. It's my co-host, Scotty Moe. And voulez-vous coucher avec moi? He's the real Lady Marmalade. It's the editor-in-chief of Megavisions, Chris Powell. Hello, welcome back, both of you. Yes, we are back live once again on Twitch. So come along, keep us company and fire off any questions you have in the chat and we'll get to them as we go through the show. So, as always, we'll be answering some of your burning questions. We have a feature discussion where we'll be chatting about backwards compatibility on modern consoles. In particular, Microsoft's recent announcements about games getting an FPS boost with the Xbox Series X and S systems. Plus, if we have enough time, we might look into our picks of the week. And we'll be sharing some fun things we've been enjoying the last week that you might enjoy too. So, strap in for the ride. That is this week's Megavision Show. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, one and all. So, as always, we'll kick off the show with what we've been up to. So, Scotty, let's start with you. How's it going? Um, I know we don't normally halt the show like this, but did you see what Bread Bun Bun in the chat said that they were just playing, Graham? What? Who? Zero <gasps> Zero tolerance. <laughs> oh, Bread Bun Bun. Welcome. Welcome to the show. And also, thank you for playing such an excellent game. <laughs> well you may not think it's excellent uh, yeah. i love it i love zero tolerance yeah i just Big had fans. i wanted to make sure you saw that because graham and i are where we are the fan base for zero tolerance i think <laughs> um yeah no i i thought uh i i grabbed a lot this week so i'll start with my pickups real quick because i i have something i do want to bring up with what i played or slash experience but something that i did get um a piano rock band that was uh, I was on the street team for back in college called The Arguments. Uh, the lead singer, Scott Simmons, did a recent piano bar kind of thing on his Facebook and played a bunch of their stuff, told a bunch of stories. But what's funny is I never owned their first CD legitimately. And so, you know, during that stream, I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can find this found what, and it came all the way from Norway. Um, wow. They're called The Argument. The album is Your New Favorite Band. Um, very cool stuff. They're not together anymore, but uh, I might add a link somewhere or something for people to check out some of their... So that that CD is not even like on Spotify or anything. So, oh, wow. Uh, How, was yeah. it expensive? Uh, more than it probably would have cost when it came out. I don't even remember. It was like probably okay. 20-something or something overall, but oh, it felt worth its own... Um, they're, they're the band that in college introduced me to the fact that there are better bands than what's on the radio and yeah. so okay. like yeah i was gonna um, make a terrible pun but uh go yeah. ahead I, okay, I, 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 I was gonna say if it was really expensive did you tell rachel about it and did she say there's no way you're gonna get that 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to give the same joke that I've heard like 5,000 times of, oh, yeah, they broke up. Do you hear why they broke up? Because they had an argument. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. No, uh, I, I went the other route. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, keeping in the spirit of music, though, iFi Dragons put out their first two demos on nice. uh, vinyl, which is awesome, which is make- Welcome to the Breakdown and uh, Cool is Just a Number. Can you give a description um, but, of what we're looking at to the, the audio uh, listeners? On one side, it's like a chiptunesy looking 8-bit city, which yeah. I assume is Chicago because that's where they're from. Uh, like, on the other side, they used to have like a DC Heroes theme going on, so they kind of made themselves superheroes. Um, yeah. And then the vinyl I'll show off real quick because it looks pretty cool. Has like a Ooh. It's blue, but it has a green and yellow splatter effect. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, like I Fight Dragons is one of my... Yeah, like a paint splatter spin art thing. They're one of my favorite chiptunes artists. I've learned of them through a random compilation of chiptunes covers. So their cover of Power of Love is what introduced me to them. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, I have drunkenly gotten their autographs many times. Which version um, of Power of Love was it? Or which which Power uh, of Love songs? There's two. What are you talking about? <laughs> right, the Back to the Future one, right? That's there's, the one. Yeah. That's okay. The so there's one. another one which go. This is a. It's like a, just a '90s pop song. It's like oh no, '80s. I think. So Frankie goes to really? Hollywood, or someone sang it. Like a, the power of love. A thought from above. Oh, careful! You I, are too on pitch. We might get DMCA'd. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know that one. I'm curious. I'm oh, curious check it out! It's a classic. Um, but yeah. Okay. You don't know. You don't know who it's by. The, the other one is like Huey Lewis in the news. I feel like it's Frankie Goes to Hollywood or someone. That's the name of the band? You, do you not know who Frankie Goes to Hollywood is? Do you know the song Relax? Relax, don't do it. Oh, I know that song. That's Frankie oh, Goes dude, to Hollywood. If you're asking me to know the artist's <laughs> names of 80s hits, you are. <laughs> we, could play, you, we could honestly play a game of like, you could say a random group of words and then the artist's name, and I would have to pick which one is the band, and I do not think I would do well. <laughs> Oh, um, man. Um, yeah. So there's That's Frankie funny. Goes to Hollywood. There's also a song by Jennifer Rush called The Power of Love. I don't know how that one goes. I've just Googled it. Mm. But yeah, Frankie Goes to Hollywood did, did the other Power of Love. Oh, and Celine Dion did a version okay. as well. It's everywhere. Everyone's oh, doing it. Jesus Never mind. Let's, let's, yeah. let's get out of this rabbit hole. I've closed that window. That's, don't worry. Yeah, it's like looking down a, a rabbit hole of uh, <laughs> songs named after a girl's name. Um <laughs> Yeah, a couple other pickups, two quick pickups. I got this guy back here. Thank you, Knuckles. Um, I bought a little Game Gear game. I was at a half-price book. I I doubt... I'm sure Chris knows what half-price books are. Um, I don't know that Graham would have... I I guarantee you don't have half-price. It's just basically a used bookstore, but they sell movies and games and whatever. This little guy is Mickey and the Land of Illusion for Game Gear. Brilliant. Um, It is... uh, It was six bucks, and I like... I, it's a pretty safe bet that stuff from the 90s era, like uh, licensed games are good games. Yep. So I looked it up real quick and saw through different websites that it goes for like $15 loose. I'm like, wow. this is six bucks, whatever, I'll grab it. I haven't actually played it yet, but... Um, oh, you're in for a ride, good. my friend. I, that's one of my favorite <laughs> Mickey games. Seriously, it's really good. Like, well, it's, it's not Castle of Illusion, I don't, so I don't think I've actually played this one. Yeah, so Land of uh, Illusion's a bit different. It's... okay. It's like a land almost. <laughs> like it's, like between levels, you've got like a top-down view. Kind of like Mario World where you sort of go, can go to levels, but some levels you can go back oh. to later in the game. They're slightly different. Huh. And you get different pickups or abilities. I can't quite remember, but it's it's a, a similar platformer to Castle of Illusion, that style of gameplay and stuff. 
Um, but okay, yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic game. The Illusion series was such a good series of games. It's just sad they don't really do it's, them anymore. Yeah, I just because I had to think like, okay, I own World of Illusion, but that's on Genesis. I'm like, I own Castle of Illusion. I don't know if, even know if I knew there was a Land of Illusion. There's so many illusions. Yeah, yeah Land of Illusion's but, only on Game Gear and Master System. Castle oh, Illusion okay. is on. Is it on all three? I can't I remember. I think that was on Game Gear. That's on Game, definitely on Game Gear, but it's actually different to the Mega Drive version or Gate Genesis version. Yeah. Um, right. But crazy. And were there, were the, all the, the Game Gear and Master System versions, were they all the, the exact same, or are there some different Master System, like specific ones? Because I know that I think I picked up a couple of the, um, the Master System, uh, Mickey Mouse, like Illusion games when yeah. I was there with you, Graham. Uh, and I, but I don't think we got some of those in the U.S. I think oh, really? maybe we only got the Game Gear. I'd have to go back and look it up. Okay. I don't even have them. They're in storage right now because I look over here because they. I used to have all my uh, Master System stuff like right there. Uh, but that would be interesting to go back and look at yeah. and see if like if there were any differences between the Game Gear ones and if maybe the you guys because I know you guys got a lot more exclusive Master System uh, releases yeah, than we did because they ended up. Yeah, well, I think what Sega of America did, which probably was a smart thing, is they pushed a lot of those games to the Game Gear. Yeah. Um, because that was kind of like the big thing rather than the Master System, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. I, th- I think the games are basically the same from what I remember. I've, yeah. I believe I so. Everything, every time someone asks me, like, oh, what'd you play on the Master System? I'm like, um, the everything except for Zillion I played on the Game Gear, basically. That wasn't that. <laughs> like, anything that I played that was a Master System game, I played it on the Game Gear. Yeah. Sometimes, though, the Master System version isn't as good as the Game Gear version on some games. Like, Batman oh, Returns yeah, well, the, on the Game Gear is so much better on the Game Gear than the Master System. Um, I think the Game Gear had a bigger color palette, too, or something. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's slightly better colors and it might have been slightly faster or something, but the Master System had, had could, you could have bigger pixels on the screen. So some games, right. they look slightly different, but generally I think the games were basically the same. Um, yeah. Uh, one hey. last pickup I got. Uh, the limited run has graced my mailbox again. I got Space Channel 5, funky, mm-hmm. kind of funky newsflash, which is a fully <laughs> VR um, Space Channel 5. Got wow. the limited run card with it as well. Um, so I'm excited to see this. Uh, part of the collection that swooned me was that the game comes in a Dreamcast style case. Ooh, nice. um, this also works for VR only. I don't have PlayStation VR. Because <laughs> that's how my life is. Um, that's hilarious. No, it comes with a little, uh, a little foam. Uh, for those that are listening, I'm just holding up the box because I do want to do an unboxing, so this is still sealed. Um, but it comes with a little foam ring to put around your move controller so that it looks okay. like Ulala's microphone. Uh, and cool. you get a poster and, like I said, the Dreamcast-style case. Um, it's really... This is only sli- this only slightly bothers me with collector's editions because I like had to look up what was in it because the box is just black nothingness with three little chews or whatever yeah. they are. I forget. Um, um, um belongs. What are they called? I have no idea what they're called. To be I honest. don't remember. Space Channel Five is a game that I want to love, but I've always been so bad at it that I can't can't enjoy it. Basically, <laughs> I'm not great at games either. I, yeah. I don't have rhythm. Uh, yeah. and- Ain't got the rhythm. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's my pickups, though, because uh, cool. I wanted to... Uh, I had horrible streaming issues. Just, oh my god, it was so bad on Tuesday. 
I wanted to stream Crime Wave because we talked about it and how oh, much yeah. we had talked about it. I thought I got to show people this game because I've been screaming about it forever. <laughs> um, so I had everything ready on Tuesday and like the game was working, the game was up, capture cards working, audio is working. So I'm like, all right, I see there's a Windows update ready. Not going to do that before I stream. So I put my computer to sleep. We ate dinner. I came back and turn everything on. I go live, play Twitch safe playlist is playing. And I'm like, all right, here we go. What's up? What's up? Internet. It's Tuesday time to stream. The game doesn't show up. Game's not showing up on stream. Just a black screen, no audio from the game. And I'm just like, all right, let me try to figure out what's wrong. And I go over to see if the capture device is plugged in. I didn't touch anything. Blue screen of death. And I'm just like, of course, of course this is going to happen because I haven't tried to stream for weeks on my own. (laughs) And so I'm like, all right, it's the Windows update kicking in. So I wait here. My computer restarted three times before I could finally get back up and running. And so one hour later, I was not going to play Crime Wave because a good bit of me was like, I'm not confident on this game. Graham and I talked about the bad camera angles. So if I'm already in a shitty mood, I'm not going to try possibly a difficult experience here. So I just popped in Saturn Bomberman, played through some of the campaign, played through some multiplayer, but it just astounded me. It not, uh, oh my God. I just, I I couldn't believe it. Um, Anyway, that happened there. But the better thing, oh, we've been watching more Shit's Creek. To give you guys an update, it's gotten better. We literally got to the episode where basically all the characters do a heel turn, for, but not to be a heel. They all become better people, like, in one episode, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, no spoilers, but it's the episode where... Uh, what's what's the daughter's name? What is uh, the daughter's name? Oh, gosh, it's a name. Uh, uh, but she gets a job. That? Yeah, oh, good. But it's the episode where she gets a job, and I won't say anything else for spoilers. But everybody's like suddenly a better person now. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing is, is that uh, it, it's a it, it does a good job of like it ebbing and flowing, where like it's you know one step forward and two steps back, where yeah. you think they're you know, you think they've they've learned their lesson, and then you'll see they're right, right back to their old ways. But they'll they're 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 still taking steps. It's just a really well-written show. Um, yeah. I love the character development. It's 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 really cool to see each character slowly get better um, and just kind yeah. of fix their, some of their personality I, flaws. I, I don't think they ever really go all the way back. Like, you know, the, I think oh. they, all, every progression they make, there's, there's some character traits they keep throughout, though. There's certain things like David, there's certain ways that David is that he will remain that's, that way, but it becomes endearing almost, but he does become a right. better person. And her name is Alexis. By the way, yes. sorry. Yeah. Just, yeah. Alexis. Yeah. Alexi. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. got a job in that episode. Everybody does. It's funny because in, in that episode, the, the shitty characters become better and the one redeeming character regressed. Well, which so ones? I can't which... say why. Cause it's, I really can't. It's spoilers. What I love though um, is Christopher Elliott's character is basically stays the same. The entire yeah. thing. It, it's <laughs> really cool. <laughs> There's just there's no like arcs for his character. Like he's just stays the same and he's just like a hillbilly and he's I love him. I he's yeah. my probably one of my favorite characters in yeah. the show. He's I, I love fun. I uh, love Bob as well. Like he's yeah. so annoying but in such a funny way. Uh, yeah, he I hate um, him. The the way he the way he walks in, his little jog thing. Uh Rachel and I found a compilation oh. of that, so we watched that to laugh. Uh and he 
What did he see? Oh, 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 I lost it when he go when he walks into um, John's office, quote unquote, and he goes, uh, "Keeping busy or uh, hardly working?" <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I can relate to. I say stupid shit like that all the time. <laughs> the worst is yeah. like I'll go to like the like even just getting you know buying a movie ticket and something like oh enjoy your movie and you're like oh you too and you're yeah. like, oh, oh god yeah. why oh, that ha- stuff like that haunts me decades later just awkward <laughs> social interactions I'll still think about today I'm just like oh god you're so yeah stupid. I <laughs> why are you I like remember- this? When I I used to uh, when I was working downtown, you know, before the world ended, uh, I would get a bagel pretty frequently in the morning. And um, they the bagel place they call that you know they don't take your name, so they just call your orders. So they said like <laughs> blueberry bagel, yeah, blueberry bagel, strawberry cream cheese. I'm like, oh, that's me, and I'll grab it. And some lady near me was like, oh, that's what I get. That's a good one. And I just was like, I uh, thank you. And then I left. Like I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I'm not ready to talk and interact with people in the morning before work. That's funny. I've had so many moments just like that, though. Like, I don't know. I don't know, uh, brother. Um, Jesus Christ. So last thing I want to mention, I want to bring up an amazing thing that caught everyone off guard, the Blizzard Arcade Collection. Did you guys see this come out of BlizzCon? Uh, yes, I heard about it, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I'm not. Uh, this is kind of the first I'm hearing about it. So oh, I know everyone's freaking out about the Diablo 2 Remake, so that's yeah, really all I've seen on YouTube and Twitter. So tell me about this because I, I don't. Yeah, think they BlizzCon happened. Uh, the Blizzard convention happened. They had uh, well, a, a bunch of great things came out of that. One of that, one of them was Metallica performed. The the Whoa. band Metallica performed and that's Twitch Twitch fucking DMCA'd the oh, live yeah. stream <laughs> and overlapped it with like Chip Tunes hoedown bullshit. So. They take themselves down. Oh, Scott is frozen. Uh, I'm sorry, Scott, you froze. I'm yeah. Back. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they they did. Um Metallica was performing, playing their music on Twitch, and be Twitch and because Twitch is such a fucking dumpster fire right now and all this DMCA stuff, it was like, oh, oh, copywritten music's being played. We have to mute it and play something public domain. So Oh my god! And it's it's perfect that it happened with Metallica because Lars was so adamant about burning Napster to the ground when all of that stuff happened right, to yeah. their, their drummer Lars Ulrich. Um, but I uh, think god, that this I, is going to be the future of what we're going to see more stupid stuff like this when yeah. you when you rely on like algorithms and other AI to do the heavy lifting <clears throat> for things like this. You're going to find stupid. Re- weird hypocrisies just like this. It's going to be great. I'm going to love, in the future, imagine being at some sort of uh, a concert and it's a digital band or something and something hiccups or what if they get taken down? You're like, they're at the thing. It's like, sorry, there's a copyright infringement. We can't play this right now. Just something stupid. Some, yeah. yeah so- We're going to keep seeing silly th- things just like this. It's just so, so dumb. Some dude I, on I, a headset will walk out into the hologram and say what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I didn't watch the bits column. I just saw the announcement afterwards of the, of the collection. But so at the BlizzCon, yeah. were there actually, was there any sort of live audience? Or was it like a lot of things where it's just like the people on stage, no audience oh. at all? No, it, uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of it, but it, it wasn't like an actual convention. It's just called Blizz, as much as E3 
happen for a crowd. But you know. so basically, um, Metallica only performed for the Blizzard people there. Is that is that what? Yeah. So literally, no one heard this awesome event. Blizzard, it, yeah. but I imagine Blizzard <laughs> paid a lot of money for that. So they've just exactly. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, that's going to lead me into into something else. Like Blizzard's <laughs> doing fine. They've got War yeah. Warcraft. They they're doing uh they're they're re releasing uh, Burning Crusade, the add on to WoW. Um, and, uh, but they, out of nowhere, they dropped the Blizzard Arcade Collection, which is insane to me, because it has Blizzard's three first games they ever created, essentially. Uh, The Lost Vikings, um, Blackthorn, and Rock and Roll Racing, which is one of my favorite games from the oh, Genesis really? SNES era. Yeah, I love like, that game. So good. It, I, I was gonna, I, I thought maybe, Chris, you would have played it, because I feel like that's something that any, like, brothers or siblings would have yep. sat down with. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was released in the UK, Graham. I um, think it was. I recognize the name. I've got a feeling it was. Okay. I, can, I can double check. I can quickly it do came it. out as but, a pop and sock racing, I believe. <laughs> yeah. They weren't um, on the rock and roll yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, but the um, the game, what, what's crazy is literally last week I introduced Corey to this game, and I've been bugging him to play it like on a Thursday night throwdown rather than a throwdown or something, and he fell in love with it because he loves classic rock and stuff. And it's got, for those that don't know, it's an isometric, isometric racer with like rockets and turbos and oil slicks um, with a, the dude named Larry that's the announcer. He's like, uh, Viper takes a weak third and shred is in another time zone and stuff like that um but the the personality of it and and it has like chip tune not even chip tunes like midi style songs of like born to be wild um uh, highway star uh something i forget the black sabbath song that's on there um but like that, that licensed music in a lot of games right. back then that's what yeah, was so it, cool about it that's what was cool about it. And also the fact that there was like an actual, actual verbal stuff being said, like the announcer, you could actually understand him as opposed to like, uh, just really bad eight bit or 16 bit stuff. Um, so it's on this collection and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? They added uh, all three of these games have a definitive mode, which is like widescreen kind of souped up the graphics a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Um, not like smoothing or whatever, but, uh, and the, there's a four-player mode for rock and roll racing. I think it's only local uh, multiplayer. Um, but Blackthorn is one of the, if not like the second most expensive 32X game. So I was personally so very excited about that. Um, that one is more of, it's basically sci-fi Prince of Persia. Uh, and um, A bit and like Flashback, uh, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Flashback, Prince of Persia. Uh, what's, uh, I forget what the other ones are. Um, Lost Vikings is a side-scrolling platformer. I'm not sure. I haven't played that one yet, but oh, this collection is so great. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't played Lost Vikings, it's a puzzle platformer where you oh, control okay. all three Vikings. You take it in turns to control each, each Viking, but each Viking has different abilities. There's one guy with a shield mm-hmm. and he can like protect himself from enemies. There's one person who's got, I think it's bow and arrow. He's got a weapon so he can attack enemies. And there's another one that can jump. Okay. Um, so it's basically, you're trying to get through the levels, uh, like blocking enemies or attacks and stuff or killing any enemies you might need to. And like one guy might need to jump across a gap to flick a switch. I think also the guy with the shield can go into pits and like hold his shield and they can walk across his shield and stuff. So it's it's like a puzzle platform game. Basically it's pretty fun. It's pretty unique. Um, I'll yeah, have to check that out. That yeah, actually might be a fun game to stream one of these days. Just uh, maybe like have Graham co-pilot or something, and he can help. Because it's a puzzle game, it might be kind of a fun thing. To, yeah, to, to <laughs> it's a pretty fun. good game. But yeah, I, that could I, be cool. 
Yeah, I'm excited about Blackthorn because I love. I played that on the Super Super Nintendo with my friend's house, and then I um, I've also played the 32x version, which is slightly better. Well, it's a more powerful system. Yeah, so yeah. graphics but, are better. Yeah, um, they've got extra content, but I, that's one of those games that uh, when we first played it, we're like, "What is this?" We thought it was going to be a running gun shooty kind of game, but it's not really like that. It's a bit more yeah. slow paced and methodical, mm-hmm. and I love that. So, yeah, and it very much has that aesthetic of a PC point and click adventure. Um, which, if that could be some, if that could be a mood, as they say, I would mm-hmm. be down for that. But, um, but the coolest thing is like. Rock and Roll Racing, you can play the Definitive Edition, the Super Nintendo Edition, the Genesis Edition, uh, Blackthorn, you have the SNES Edition, you have the 32-bit Edition. Oh, but Yeah, it's awesome. all... But also, there are what they've called virtual museums with this collection. They have interviews with members of the staff that, like, founded Blizzard, wow. made these games. So I watched a whole... And it's not short, either. Like, I watched a whole 12-minute video on Rock and Roll Racing, and then there's another one about, like, the founding of the place, and there's just... there's. Um, pictures of like them nailing the fir- how they were first called Silicon um, Synapse, and they changed their name because people kept calling them asking if they made silicone products um, and <laughs> uh, stuff like that. But it's like that for Lost Vikings, for Blackthorn. But there's so many cool interviews and art books within it, and like uh, concept art and different at magazine ads, which are hilarious. Uh, especially for rock and roll racing because they're trying to start talk trash towards each other. But like the Sega Nintendo take note because this collection is fucking great because mm. it's three games. The world forgot about um, some games that do have cult followings like uh, rock and roll racing. And I people there have been like two or three different Kickstarter Indiegogo type things that are essentially rock and roll racing 3d. Um, I went down a hole with all this stuff, but like, <laughs> I love the interviews. I love the art books. I love the fact that there's Definitive Edition, uh, SNES Edition, Genesis Edition, like all these variations you can play. You've got trophies and achievements and whatever. Uh, I don't think there's really online play, but like these collections, this is what Sega almost had with the Sonic Ultimate Genesis collection mm-hmm. with unlockable interviews and stuff. But man, and it's 20 bucks. I would have paid 20 bucks for just the Rock and Roll Racing one, but um, it's very good. And I. I'm probably going to get this. I got it on PS4. I'm probably going to grab it on Switch as well. Yeah, like, they, they announced it recently the same day, didn't they, or something? Is that, yes, they did. It's out. Yeah, which is freaking awesome, because I was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is a thing. Wait, this is already get out? It. Get it yes, now, basically. Already, yeah. Wow. Holy which shit. is what? And it's physical? And no, it's uh, it's digital. Um, if the, I doubt there'll be a physical, but oh, if they're God. cool. What? Why not? I mean, this would be awesome. <laughs> this would be a perfect I mean, thing. It's limited it's, run. Where you at, man? It's Blizzard. <laughs> they haven't had like a successful like people questioned why they were re-release were releasing oh, no. yeah, physical versions of like WoW add-ons and stuff. And I, I could count on one hand how many physical copies of Overwatch we sold at GameStop when I was there. So hmm. um I mean, but they but there is their stuff out like uh, like retail wise with physical stuff and like special editions mm-hmm. all the time and I think this is the one thing that would make super sense to have a really cool physical edition for. It would. Uh, I'm just glad it exists. So you know, whatever. You know, I'm just glad. I'm I'm happy that this is the thing. Mm. Yeah. The what I was trying to find is there's a twenty dollar. The twenty dollar version gets you Lost Vikings, Rock and Roll Racing, and Blackthorn. The thirty dollar version gets you all those, but also Diablo three in game items and Overwatch in game items. I was thinking like. Sega could do this and then release like Yakuza in-game items yeah. as an add-on and like uh 
excuse me, whatever JRPG is out at the time, in-game items, like... Or PSO uh, or whatever, like PSO. The thing I like the most about this, and I think the one piece that if Sega could take one thing from this and apply it to their future releases, it's the ability to play different versions of the game. And I think think, uh, they did some of that with uh, the M2 stuff. Um, Well, it would allow you to play different regions, I guess. I don't think maybe different versions of the game. Um, Because, I mean, there were some big differences in some of those arcade releases back then. Mm. But I would love to see this. Like, could you imagine some, like, you know, Sega CD or Saturn releases or, you know, know, because in that span... You would have releases like this game. It would be on the Genesis or the Sega CD. You'd have a 32X version, maybe yeah. even a Saturn version. When you're talking about games like uh, uh, Virtual Racing, oh God, what's the not? Uh, well, Virtual Racing was all three. FMB so shooter, the zombie shooter. Oh, um, on um, Crypt Corpse Killer. Killer, Corpse Killer. Oh, okay, Thank yeah. You. Um, yeah, I have like four different versions. There's even a Sega CD 32X version <laughs> of that game, uh, and I have it. But that yeah. would be awesome if Sega. If they release some sort of compilation where you'd have all of these different versions of the game, yeah, I think that would be an amazing thing. That for me, the collector in me <laughs> would like, I would freak out to be able to have the like. You, it would almost be like when they they come out with a you know like a big uh, 4K movie you know combo pack, oh, and it right. has like all the stuff in it. Like you could do that same kind of thing. But with the video game, it's like, hey, if you're a fan of, you know, Corpse Killer or whatever, this is like the definitive thing. It has every single release packed in right here. And yeah. you could yeah. do that with so many things, man. That's, yeah. oh, and, that's crazy. Yeah. Like for some of the arcade games as well, like some, like, for example, Sega Rally or, or Virtual Fighter, you could get like the arcade version and also the Assassin version and the 32 x version or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. see the differences. And, man. Ugh. It, it just cool. it bothers me because I'm going to need to take a five minute break and smoke a cigarette now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it bothers me so much because Sega does so many collections that are just Sonic this and Sonic that, where they have so many IPs that have been forgotten about. But and and I mean, it's probably just the timing that gets me going about this thing, as well as the fact that I showed it to Corey and Corey said. Um, dude, how have I not known about this game from Blizzard? I'm like, yeah, exactly. Nobody knows about these games from Blizzard, so that's why it's really cool for me. Um, but that's that's what I wanted to say about it. Like, they got close to that with the Sonic Ultimate Genesis Collection because I was introduced to Golden Axe Warrior, the top-down Zelda copy thing that uh, otherwise I would not have ever learned to play it. Of played, learned. Yeah, <sighs> it's a good collection. Go buy it. Yeah, it sounds good. That's me. Yeah, I just want to quickly say shout out to. I junkie monkey. Hey dude. Um, yeah. He just yeah. called me out in the chat. So yeah. Hey dude. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think you know I th- him IRL I, or something. I believe I do. If I'm right and I could be wrong, it is my old boss from a uh, couple of companies ago, basically. Hey dude. How's it going? Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, uh, yeah. Welcome. Thanks for swinging yeah. by. I yeah. will say, uh, happy dude mentioned in the chat, if you got the 30th anniversary pack from the store, so from the Blizzard store, with a bunch of World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, and Diablo 3 stuff, you get it as cheap as $20. So it's it's just nuts to me. And the coolest thing is yeah. also on Blizzard's site is they have like a history lesson of where rock and roll racing came from, why Lost Viking, Vikings matters, and stuff like that. I want to get Lost Vikings. Lost Vikings. <laughs> I want to play that game. Nobody can hear them because they're not mic'd. <laughs> Mikey, uh, that's me. I tried to keep it shorter, but here we are. Sorry. Yeah, that's oh, all good. All good. So, Chris, 
How's it going? What have you been up to, dude? Dude, man, I feel like my my week, like last week, has just been a blur. Um, just so much stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, but there are some stuff that I, I watch this week. Uh, one thing that I want to go in really in depth on when we're not doing our picks. Crap, I forgot. Man, we're not doing, <laughs> are we, we're not doing picks. Okay, then I have to tell you now, but I'll keep it as, as short as possible. Um, a mini so, pick. There's this movie that uh, I had been seeing because you know that they're doing a lot of this stuff now where they're they're releasing movies in theater, but also on like Amazon Prime, right? Uh, HBO Max yeah. and stuff. But if you're gonna watch it on Prime, you have to pay you know it's like fifteen dollars or whatever to rent a movie. Um, but I've been seeing this one movie on there for a while uh, called Shadow in the Cloud, and it's with uh, Clo- what was her name? Chloe Great. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And so she was in Zombieland and I've always enjoyed her work and pretty much everything I've seen her. And I've, 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 I've uh, always thought she was a cool actress. So I saw it and I saw the trailer and it looked really awesome. It's basically like uh set in world war two or world war one. I, I can't remember uh, world war two and it's all in the Pacific and it's just this, it seems like this really cool war movie where she's this badass, like, secret agent where she has to, like, get in this, like, gunner pod and take down all these Japanese, uh, spy planes. And we started watching it. And we are all into this movie. It is so cool. It's just, it's really, it's really well done. Basically, I'll, I'll set the premise. I'm going to read the actual premise because I wrote it down. It's on a stormy night during World War II, a female pilot with top secret cargo talks her way on board a bomber plane about to take off. The crass all-male crew reluctantly agrees, but they're suspicious about her identity and the mysterious cargo quickly grow. Just then, a shadow appears in the clouds. Was it the incoming Japanese fleet or caused by some other sinister stowaway? And okay. it, it sets the premise up so awesome, and like the first maybe half or third of the movie is some of the coolest I've seen. And it's done on a small budget. You can tell because basically once her character gets on board the aircraft and they're going to take off and it's within the first few minutes of the movie, they basically put her down in this like gunner pod underneath the, um, underneath this old bomber plane. It's like an old B 29 bomber plane. So they're not in service anymore. I think it's called the super fortress. It's this giant, huge bomber. And they had this, it, but it's really cool because the um, the pod is almost all glass. And so the way that they film it, a lot of it's like looking at her as she's like, uh, you know, in the pod doing stuff. And for the lot of the, you know, half of the movie, she carries a lot of it because the, the camera is basically on her for the most part. And every any other dialogue comes through her comms, like in her headset. And so yeah. she overhears like the guys like talking bad about her and all this other stuff. So she has this like secret box that is like top secret and she's supposed to be carrying it and guarding it. Um, and the movie is so amazing up until the point where it's revealed of what's in the box. And then the movie completely falls apart. It's like, it just takes a nosedive and everything they built up to make her character so amazing is just completely lost, and it's just so deflating. We actually just all looked around at each other, and we're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and the 
the rest of the movie just devolves in, into an utter mess. And it's like, it's so bad and gets so just stereotypical and like paint by the numbers of just what they do. Jamie ended up predicting the end of the movie almost to a T. And what I was like, yep, that's, and it's just, I, I was so upset because, uh, I thought it had so much potential to be amazing. Uh, and if they had just stuck to the premise, it it could it, it was so great. But as a, a viewer, I just felt completely kind of like tricked in a way because it's like, man, you're making you're leading me to, like on this path, and then you just completely take it away. And now you still want me to like root for this character who mm. is is not at all a character that you made me. You know, it was just weird. I want you guys to to take a look at at least the trailer. Okay, and and. I want you guys, if, if you find some time and you're, I want you to take a watch because I just want to see if I, if we're the crazy ones and if we think it's just like seriously terribly bad, uh, or if you guys agree, I would, I would okay. really like to hear because man, I, it was so good. And, and I think she does a, a, a good job in this too. It's just the script fell apart and, and everything else. It was, it was, is not good, but I don't want to give any spoilers, so I'm being okay. cool, I'm cool. being very yeah. uh, I'm trying to be very vague because there's yeah. also a lot of other crazy stuff that happens that I'm not yeah, even yeah, going yeah. into. Cool. But I do think I, uh, it's it's worth maybe watching just to see because it's it's a weird it's 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 weird of how bad it falls in a way. <laughs> Which one? What's it, that called? What was it called? A uh, shadow in the cloud. Shadow, shadow in the cloud. cloud. Okay. I mean, we've been on, we get on these kicks where we watch a certain actor. We went through a bunch of Keanu Reeves movies that led us into Sandra Bullock movies recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> like the past week, we've watched, no joke, we watched like Point Break and uh, While You Were Sleeping. Uh, yesterday, we, or uh, shit, Friday, we watched um, The Net. That is oh, okay. so bad. That is one <laughs> of the worst hacker associated movies I've probably seen. Um, there's a there's a sequel to it. Anyway, is that we also watch, but yeah, the net 2.0. Okay, of course, um, of course, of course. That makes sense. Yeah, but um, we we just we watched Bird Box last night finally, oh, yeah. and that was a ride that I was not ready for. And everybody compared it between each other. I like A Quiet Place too better, but like there, I, I the reason I bring up that is because it, I feel like it did the opposite of the movie you just mentioned, Chris, right. because I love when something is never shown and it leaves it to your imagination. And I can't say too much about Bird Box, but I did not know what was happening going in. I I must have missed what the plot was about, but the fact that not everything is exposed made me enjoy it much more. So I think that's the opposite of what happened maybe yeah. with you with that one. Hmm. Um, yeah. I love Bird Box. Anyway. There's a couple other things I want. I, I I did watch that I actually really enjoyed. Uh, I stumbled upon this uh, new series. I don't know when it released. I think it's. I guess it came out in 2019. Called For All Mankind. It's an Apple TV exclusive show, and it's basically like an alternate history of like what if the Russia the Soviets landed on the moon first, okay. and oh, what would the implications okay. be? And basically, like what if the space race just kept going, uh, and the first episode is done so well. I I was it was really really well done. The way they just took in a, a lot of uh, because the way it's all done, like it, it's all it was like the whole world was captivated by the scene. 
in this moment, but they didn't know who was going to be first, whether it was going to be like the U.S. or the Russians. And as they come out, because the show keeps it really vague, they don't say like, oh, the Russians are, are coming out. And then he comes out and steps out and it's like the, and then it shows like the whole backside of like NASA and behind the scenes of like, how did this happen? And how are they going to now like pick up the pieces? Because they've just been, this is a big defeat really for, for NASA and the space program for the United States. Um, it's really well done. The acting's awesome in it. Uh, Joel Kinnaman, uh, Michael Dorman, uh, Ren Schmidt, a few others are, are in it. If you, if you're in, interested for like a, a, a space flick or show, I'm going to keep watching it because it's, it's got me hooked. And after one episode, um, okay. really well done. Um, you said it's on Apple TV though. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I, watch it. <laughs> I don't, I get it on, like I can get the Apple TV app on my TV. I don't have, like, and I have no uh, Apple products so I could stream it from there. Hmm. Interesting. And the first episode was free. So I, I don't know how much the other ones cost, but okay. I don't, yeah, I have an iPad, but I don't ever buy anything on Apple TV at all. I don't yeah. have any like really anything for that. Okay. But. Okay. Cool. I know no one that has Apple TV, so that's why I wondered also. <laughs> I know a lot of people use it. Okay, and the, the one thing, Scotty, I think you're going to be jealous of this. Uh, real uh, quick, whatever. I, I'm gonna. You're gonna. Unless you already got your Poly Mega. Oh my God! If he's got that. Um, for those listening, Chris has disappeared from his camera. He's out of frame now. He he went down, so it must be under his desk or he. Oh, <laughs> Scotty, suck it! He's got a fucking VR helmet on now. It's he, a PlayStation he, VR. He's straight How out of Ready that? Player One. There, <laughs> I just yeah. bought this. And Jack I'm in. Say, yeah, yeah I gonna... thought you had a PlayStation VR as well. I've, I've had... oh, man. I, I just bought this uh, a, couple, a couple weeks ago. I was going to show it last week, but I was saying that I didn't have enough time with it. And I still haven't. Um, Odin's been playing it a lot. He, is it uh, good? Beat Saber. Okay, Beat Saber. Like, Beat Saber. Yeah, Beat Saber. What else has he been playing? Have you got Skyrim There's... on it? No. Oh, that's the one VR gotta, game I want to play. <laughs> uh, you got to try Resident Evil, at least the demo or something. Oh, yeah, Resident for Evil sure. 7. Ooh, okay. That was the one thing that I found when I it's I haven't been able to find a good uh, depth to where I, I feel like it's in focus. It's been every time I've been trying to play it, I can't. It, it's a really blurry for me. So I don't know if if that's just some I, uh, issue I'm having or if, are you wearing your glasses or yeah, I put okay. my glasses on. But it's it's actually really uh, comfortable because you can. There's a, a little lock button right here and you can click it and then it will okay, move back cool. and forth. And then when you fit it, then you can turn it and it'll lock in. But even this portion too, uh, you can press a little button and it will oh, move nice. back and forth. And so you can actually like, yeah, exactly to where wow. you can like move the babes. And so it essentially <laughs> can, can focus in for you that way. Uh, That's cool. But I'm still having some issues with it myself, but Hmm. Yeah, you got to play Resident Evil. You got to play, I don't know, Iron Skyrim. Man. Did play, you... play Skyrim. Skyrim. Play some Skyrim on it. Yeah. But that's, I, all, uh, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Nice. Nice. Um, cool. So just a few things. There's a movie I watched uh, recently with Kate. Um, 
it came out a couple of years ago, I think. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you guys seen this? I came oh, out yeah. last year, I think. Was it only last year? I, oh, wow. Sure. That wasn't 2020 it came out, was it? I, not, sorry, not 2020. I think it may have been 2019. 2019. Was, okay, 2019. It was during the winter, though, I think, because I remember watching it was cold out. Okay. I, I, saw, I, saw, it, the I, I saw it after the marathon. Uh, Brett oh, Rachel and I saw it. Uh, I, yeah, go ahead. Okay, because... Um, I, okay, I'm going to say I enjoyed the movie, but at the same time, I'm not sure if I've just watched mostly a very boring movie with like 20 minutes of intense excitement at the very end. You or... just described every Tarantino movie. <laughs> 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 but yep. but it, it's weird because like nothing was happening for the whole movie, but I was still engaged for something. Kate was getting really bored by it. She's just like, ugh. And then like the last like 20 minutes, half an hour was just like so intense and well... exciting. We were both just looking at each other going, was that just the best movie ever, or was it actually kind of bad for just that one little bit made up for it? Because <laughs> um, DiCaprio and Pitt, both amazing actors, and I think they, they did a fantastic job, and I loved everything about it. But yeah, man, that was... I think yeah, I don't know what to say, DiCaprio though. in that movie, that may have been one of his best <clears throat> performances that he's ever mm, done. Really good. Uh, there's this one scene in it uh, when he... It's, it's a scene where he's filming... A scene as an act, as an actor, yeah. because that's the character. He's an actor yeah, in, yeah. in Hollywood, uh, and he is having trouble uh, getting into this role. And he's having, he's also having just struggles uh, accepting that he's no longer like a leading man anymore, and he's having lots of like uh, confidence issues and stuff. But there's this one scene where he just kind of pulls it all together um, in his character, and he does this amazing, amazing scene with this young girl. And I was just watching that. I'm like, this is nuts because this isn't like Leonardo DiCaprio playing this role that you're seeing. Like he is playing a different character, playing a different character. Yeah. And so it's like multiple levels of of acting and stuff. And I was watching this. I was like, this is nuts, man. This is really amazing stuff. Like, and I, I love that movie. I think, man, those two killed it in that movie so well. I love it, man. I, I yeah, that, that movie's a classic. To me. I, I, I think overall, I really enjoyed the whole thing. I think Kate's a bit indifferent, but she really enjoyed the ending. Um, and when she the worked, was insane, yeah, the ending was so good. Like because uh, the thing about it is that it's it some of the the storylines within it from the different characters are based on real life events. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the, the ends murders. Yeah, they end slightly differently, obviously in in the movie. Um, so it's way just, better. <laughs> I didn't know that. So I didn't oh, know really? that going in. I don't care. I've never been into history. I don't care about history. It's always been a subject I've struggled with in school. So when we walked out of it, I was like, what the fuck did we just watch? Should I have like done some reading beforehand? <laughs> and Rachel explained to me that it was about the Manson family murders. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And they never really say who anybody yeah. is in this thing. Um, so that's why... But we went to see it because everybody's raving about it. Like, like other people in Hollywood are raving about this movie about Hollywood. So I'm like, okay, cool. And Tarantino, he, he's he. There is not a director out there that is more hit or miss with me than Tarantino. Because um, I love some of his movies, and then other ones, I'm like, he's the most pretentious piece of shit in the world. Um, <laughs> oh, he but, is. I mean, I think he'll probably yeah. admit that too. <laughs> yeah, he probably will. But um, like, I'll just throw this out there. I didn't care for either Kill Bill movie. Fucking okay. come at me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, 
I don't think people understood the first one is basically real life anime, but whatever. Uh, as long as you don't talk shit on from Dust Till Dawn, then we're cool. No, I like that one. Uh, that's probably my I favorite of his like I've seen. One, yeah. Um, but that go what with this movie, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was basically what kept me interested. Um, and I, it's a good movie, but if you know. It's a bad movie if you have no idea what it's about. Like, if you have the slightest inkling, because it's very much a story. Nothing happens. It's just literally scenes of things. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, it's, yeah. it's still quite interesting. The things that actually happen, I still found quite interesting. But it's not like yeah, like action or scenes that really Could move you, the plot along. It's just uh, things that are happening. It's... I would love to do some sort of deep fake uh, recasting where we'd put like Nicolas Cage as Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey as Brad Pitt and just have oh, them no. like do the movie because I think those two would be amazing in those roles. It would be a completely <laughs> different movie, but just to see those two on screen together doing it <laughs> would be amazing. Oh, that, love it. that sounds so good. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. I, so yeah, I think I generally enjoyed it, but. Um, well, oh yeah, one of the things I wanted to say about it was um, I've, I've forgotten her name now. Damn it, I've forgotten her real life name. The the girl in it who's Margot pregnant. Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yes, no, thank you. No. Yeah, there's Margot Robbie. Oh, she is. I don't she, even remember that she is pregnant. In, that. in the movie, she's pregnant in it. Um, okay. She's anyway. Um, yeah, so we watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and she just plays um, uh, sort of a Hollywood housewife, basically. Um, like a, she used to be a model. She's meant to be playing a person who used to be a model. Or she was a star, and she. Yeah, she's, she's I mean, she was one of the most famous people who were murdered in that. And, oh, yeah, she was really she was an actress, wasn't she? She was actually yeah, an actress. Actress, yeah. yeah, was pregnant, uh, and that and yeah. so that was like the alternate history portion yes. about. Yeah, so I, we watched that, and then like the next night we watched Birds of Prey, um, <laughs> the Harley Quinn movie, and. It just goes to show she's such an amazing actress because she's oh, so yeah. different in those movies, and like she, I think she nailed each part perfectly. Like, um, and I actually enjoyed Birds of Prey. I'm not saying it's the best movie ever, but I actually enjoyed a lot of it. There's a couple of bit scenes, and I was like, that's a bit too cheesy. But is uh, she Australian? She is Australian. Yeah. She was in Neighbours, which is a, a massive soap that's really popular in the UK. Um, <laughs> I would. It's crazy. Really I mean, she has a great American accent, and you, I would never. Bol- I would never have known, you know, if, if I had yeah. seen something recently like that. That's crazy. Yeah, really, really good. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. Um, other things this week. Uh, again, my life with technology and stuff just doesn't work. Yes, just, join the anger. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think Scotty, I think I've always had bad luck. I've never, since I've met Scotty, it's just tenfold. It's all just compiling together. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I you thought, were going to say you feel better because someone else is dealing with I, it. Well, I do feel better, but it just seems to be getting even worse. And like, so uh, my Xbox One X, as I mentioned uh, a few weeks back, it kind of broke, but I managed to fix it. It's broken again. Um, and this time I can't seem to fix it. It seems to be stuck in this weird loop where it keeps wanting to do this like 386 megabyte update and stuff. And it's got quite funny. It says, we just need to do a quick, they just need me to uh, update. It's 368 megabytes. Don't worry. Really? It's worth it or something. Like that's what the message yeah. says. On it. <laughs> we got, we got this bro. It may yeah, it's, say like, that. it's like, guys, it's going to be so awesome. And it, you, though? it basically just keeps failing. I can't skip it. You can basically, it says you can go do an offline update or something, but that, that does not, it's not doing the offline update basically. Even if I put the, the special memory thing on the card and stuff, I've tried resetting the Xbox back to factory settings again and stuff. And 
I would do the setup on Xbox and be like, oh, cool, because you've wiped everything. And he goes, oh, by the way, we used to do this update. I'm like, no, don't do the update. No, <laughs> I can't not do the update to use the Xbox, uh, basically. Uh, and it just keeps breaking. And I'm just like, well, this is, something's gone wrong here. So, yeah. And then on top of that, um, so I basically went for the most expensive walk ever yesterday. So this weekend, because it's been a little bit warmer, Kate's been like, let's go out for some walks. And like, cool, you know what? I've been stuck inside for like six months. Like, not really done much exercise. Let's do it. Um, and we were, <laughs> we've decided to drive. We have to drive somewhere, basically, to go for some really nice walks around here. There's some lovely countryside near me. Um, but um, there's basically it's, there's this package that was meant to be delivered to my house, which for some reason didn't. And the postman left a note saying, oh, he's gone back to the depot. So it's like, oh, we've gone this walk. I'll drive past the depot, get in, get the package, and then we can go off. Um, and I'm not sure what the package was because I'm not sure what I've ordered. It's one of those things I'm not sure what I've ordered, guys. <laughs> but That's a theme of this show. It is, basically. But we went to the, the post office depot place. Turns out they didn't have it out the back, even though I've got this note thing. And they're like, oh, we're going to have to speak to the driver. And they actually called me up today to say the driver then tried to de- re-deliver it yesterday so basically when i was out at the post office trying to get this thing that they told me was at the post office to get the note basically says come to your local pickup office (laughs) so it's like oh for god's sake um but when i was there as i was leaving that area my tire burst and i don't know if you guys in america i don't know if in america you have um these they've got these tires called run flat tires which is what my car has and the idea is that if you get a small burp puncture or the air deflates out of them Generally, you can actually keep driving on them up to about 50 miles or something at, at, a, at a slower speed, uh, 50 miles an hour. Well, I think we – are you talking about a spare? Like we also call it a donut. No, it's no, no. you put on there. It's, oh. it's, I don't have a spare tire in my car. It's uh, the, okay. the actual tires they have, if they get a flat, if they get a little puncture in them, you can just keep driving on them. Um, Interesting. So if like a nail goes into it – and it deflates. Yeah. It's designed that you can keep driving on it uh, up to 50 so it has, miles. like, something else within it? I have no idea how it works. I don't know the technology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but basically, I was driving out of this post office area, and I heard this almighty bang, like, proper loud pop sound. I was like, what the hell yeah. is that? Pulled like over, and, like, the tire was looking a little bit flatter, and I sort of touched it, and it was just, like, like really, really sort of sunk in. I was like... Well, oh, that's no. not good. I was like, "Yeah, what are we going to do? And I looked up, and it was almost like fate. I'd accidentally stopped outside two tyre garages, basically. So, like, what, what a great fortune. So I basically just managed to pull the car. I could feel the tyre was actually really, like, weird driving on it. Yeah. And, I, and then walked in, like, to both... They experienced both places. Neither of them had the actual tyres they needed for my car, because I didn't have run-flat tyres for my car. It was just like, oh, my God. Um, I can put normal tires on, but because all my other tires are run flat, legally I need to have them all as run flat. Apparently, that's what both places said. Basically, yeah. So we have to order them in. Like, oh god, huh. damn it! But they managed to yeah. put one of them put like a, a basic spare one on, and they actually ordered in some for me to do tomorrow. But then, yeah, the tire actually completely split. So basically, Whoa. the annoying thing is that this walk, this little walk we're going to go on, has now ended up costing me like nearly £350 and stuff. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Dude, okay, I'm going to tell you a story that's going to make you feel a little bit better, okay? The the car that I have now, if you remember the little blue boxy thing I have, mm-hmm. um, we when I got it, literally, like this was the first car that I bought brand new, so it felt, it felt more that this was my own vehicle because the other ones were used, you know. Um, but no joke, 
in the first month that I owned this thing, a rock hit my windshield, had to get the windshield replaced. So got the windshield replaced after going there once. And the guy's like, oh, we ordered the wrong size. Derp, 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 derp. Like, how can you, you know what my car is. So they did something else, whatever. I got the windshield replaced, literally driving on that same road past the place that I got my windshield uh, one day driving just suddenly i hear and like i duck down because the passenger side window just shattered just fucking a semi truck kicked a rock at me and it just i watched it shatter like i thought i was getting shot at but i realized what had happened so my act i will never forget this moment my reaction was literally fuck why because it had happened in the same month that i owned this vehicle the first month so like almost Five hundred dollars later, I was in my new car already in debt. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. So that's... I'm there with you. It's just it's never Denver dull moment. Oh my god, did that. But did that... you have to? Did you have to get all new a full set of tires or just one? So basically, right now um, they put on like a temporary spare tire, uh, which is like a normal tire. But they're actually gonna. They've ordered me two new front tires. Um, oh, okay. so yeah, basically because. Yeah, Ugh. so it's just annoying. Um, and it's one of those yeah. things as well that I I know bits and pieces about cars, but not really enough to be really like you know well versed. So when people say, "Oh yeah, you're going to need to do this or this or this is a good brand of tire to get," I'm like, "Okay, like I've no idea." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you're like me. Cars are just uh, magical metal machines that get me from point yeah, A to point B. Like, like occasionally I know something's like, "Ah, oh, that's not right." But this this is much like, yeah, sure. I thought you were okay. going to say it just needed because sometimes you have a little patch packet thing that you can like oh, essentially yeah. put a band-aid on and sometimes it'll but, fill but, it in but, with but imagine if this is the tire it'd literally split like that's scary like, yeah like it's got a tear in it so yeah, yeah. Um, you can hear it when you drive it's like a little weird like oh, i can't make the noise but yeah so <laughs> we don't need any more asmr stuff you're muted yeah. chris I know try it again <laughs> Grant, come on try it one more time what, what is that <laughs> God, great. If you'd like to talk about this stream, use the uh, hashtag sexual tire. Uh, is that the name of this week's show? Sexual tire. No. <laughs> wasn't there? Wasn't that a wrestler? No, that was sexual chocolate. Sorry. Oh, dear. Oh, man. Um, um, the, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we want to bring this up because it could be a whole topic. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you done with your week, Graham? I'm sorry. Um, I've... Pretty much. That's that's fine. Yeah. I was, I was going to say one comment, though, about your windscreen thing. I always had the same thing with a different car. I got the car within a month. I got a, a stone hit the windscreen. I was like, God damn it. Got the windscreen replaced. They somehow fitted the windscreen incorrectly. So as I was driving, I just hear air coming in. I'm like, this isn't oh, right. Geez, they then replaced that windscreen again because I was like, dude, you guys, you guys are screwed up. This windscreen is not fitted. They came out and like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Replaced it. <laughs> About a week later, I got another stone hitting it. So I I had three windscreens basically replaced in the space of two months or something ridiculous. Oh my this god, is, this is nuts. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Sometimes you can drive with a with a crack in there for a while, but it's not it's not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I think there is a law. I don't know. I think over here there's a law. If, if the crack goes above a certain amount, it's like yeah, that's not good or something. Wow, that is very well over here. It's state to state. Like some states don't even require a state inspection or a yearly oh, wow. inspection. So you'll see like entire duct tape doors and oh, stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Over here, you have to have a, an annual inspection, and there's certain things you let. Like, yeah, certain things just won't pass. Um, 
But yeah. But yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, I might have something next week to show you guys as a proper pickup, but uh, I'll keep that. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the Mortal Kombat trailer? I don't know anything about the Mortal Kombat trailer. So oh, if, you, uh, if you want to, please maybe talk. Maybe next week. <laughs> I watched it. Did you watch it, Scotty? I did. Okay, okay. Um, you guys go. Talk about it. <laughs> I think it looks I, badass. It's a, it's a Red Band trailer, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking bloody. There's there's good stuff. My favorite part, I even turned to Rachel. I made her watch it because she had to sit through the first Mortal Kombat movie with me for the sideshow forever oh, ago. Is this a, for a I movie? Like, Ooh. This is for a movie. This is Ooh, a brand okay. new movie. Rated, like rated R Mortal Kombat movie. Excellent. Okay, cool. Um, the best part is when Sub-Zero fucking stabs a guy, takes his blood, molt, freezes it into a blade, and stabs him with his own blood. Fucking right. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Would that oh. be suicide? Um, Killed with his no, own blood. I, I mean, you could get beat to death no. with your own, like, arm, I guess. That would yeah, haven't awful. you played Splatterhouse? Yeah, um, <laughs> no, it looks solid. I'm ready. It, the story's going to be just as dumb as the original, and that's fine. Okay, cool. But, like, it's it looks like it's Some what needed to happen. Some people out because Kano is, is on a, the... Kano's like a good guy technically because yeah. he's on the, the the I guess our side the world the, the human whatever, whatever yeah. our worlds where they refer to ours as yeah and so that so people yeah. are kind of like weirded out by that but I guess it, I mean it makes sense because like why is he why would he want to destroy our, our world necessarily yeah I don't know I could see I don't remember what his motives were in the original Mortal Kombat because he wasn't I think he was with Shang Tsung wasn't he. But in the original I... movie, yeah, he's they promised him. Then they promised him some power or something in the underworld, or he's going to rule. Yeah, Earth he's kind of just a, like a henchman almost in the yeah. first movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Johnny Cage is in this because he wasn't in the trailer at all. Um, I could see them holding stuff back, though. I I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if maybe they're waiting to hold off on more character reveals. I thought that Jax looked awesome. Uh, yes. Which is a first, <laughs> like any Mortal Kombat movie for me. I've never been happy with like how they've presented him um, yeah. and just did it right. I think a lot of that was probably just limitations to technology. And yeah, other has, things. He got, has he got metal arms in this? Or oh, he yeah. he gets them, and you see how he got them too. It's Ooh, okay. <laughs> it's, um, it, I am so hyped over this. Like this, I can't wait to see. Scorpion and Sub Zero fight the full, you know, that's cool. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Okay. okay. I'll have to watch okay, it. I yeah. might watch this trailer and I'll break actually or something. That's sure. Uh, the, I think the only, like, you can only take it with so much sincerity because Mortal Kombat does laugh at itself as well. But as soon as they said, like, I've got this birthmark and it was the dragon, I'm like, fucking, all right, whatever, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> There, they did do the uh, like a little remixed uh, tune for the old Mortal Kombat theme Ooh. at some point through it too. I, I noticed that. And uh, uh, is the uh, is I couldn't I couldn't tell, and I haven't done a lot of research as to like the cast. But did they recast Shang Tsung, or is it uh, the, oh, the I original? Don't know. I forget his name Ooh. now. I, I couldn't remember if they recast him. That was something I wanted to see because I know he's getting up yeah. there. Um, I don't know. I, you know, how well he moves these days. I'm sure a lot, they could do a lot, obviously, with stunt work and things like that. But I just didn't know if maybe they were going in a new direction. Because, I mean, this is an all-new cast from, there's no yeah. one, you know, reprising their role from any 
I don't I don't know about maybe the some of the, the web series that they did a few years back. Yeah, that was like the closest to I would say like a. Uh, uh, God, my the word just left my like head. Like a more mature. Oh, loyal, like, loyal. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Like. Uh, um. So it's not the same actor as the original Wars Combat movie at all. Oh yeah. Chat's uh, giving us the four one one. Like more faithful. Uh, yeah. You know. Um, I that's the thing is like surprisingly the first Mortal Kombat did as well as it did, but like that is a series. That, there are things that you could pull off with certain video game based movies, but like Mortal Kombat is definitely one that there was no technology ready to create a Mortal Kombat movie adequately. So, I mean, it. Yeah, you'd have to do. It's it's so. I mean, it's something that lends itself to almost a full CGI type movie. I mean, because there's just yep. so much. It would. It's just not practical to do it with sets and things like that. Could you imagine all the crazy? Uh, I mean, each stage essentially would have to be an entirely new set and, and things like that for if you want to represent that kind of thing in the movie. Um, but no, I think this is going to be really good. So, Graham, yeah, def- definitely check it out and let us know what you mm, think. Yeah, um, I, I love the original Mortal Kombat movie. Annihilation at the time I weirdly enjoyed, but since since I grew up slightly, that's one of the worst movies ever. Uh, <laughs> but I still think the original Mortal Kombat movie holds up really well. Uh, just yeah. really good fighting in it. Uh, but yeah, cool. Well, I'll, I'll check that out. That in mind, should we take a break? You could watch that trailer. We'll go do other stuff. Um, or did you want to? Did you want to go for the uh, bat, the nail sack, or? Um, we can. If I can run away to the restroom and I can come right back, we can do the mail sack. Oh, we can have. We'll have the break now. Then we go into the mail sack. How's that? That's fine. Cool. Okay. So yeah, we'll take a little break. If you've got any questions or whatever in the chats, just drop them in the chat and we we can pick them up in a little bit, but we will be back in a few minutes. So cheers. Hey, hey, we are back everybody. And I did just watch the Mortal Kombat trailer and yeah, that was, that was pretty cool actually. <laughs> Like, what was your what was your most hype part? Oh god, I don't. I yeah, the, that that bit you guys mentioned where like the uh, Sub Zero got the guy's blood and froze it. And just, like, um, ah, I don't know. There's just quite a few bits that like we just because it is quite a, looks like very brutal, as you say, like adult version of Mortal Kombat with lots of blood and gore. That's the really only awesome. thing I'm wondering about is it. It seemed uh, like Sub Zero has a lot of like powers but the guy that played scorpion looked much more grounded in like reality like i didn't know i, I it's interesting to see if he's going to have any supernatural abilities mm. himself because he's like throwing the spear and like pulls him instead of it coming out of his hand what? and you know like in the movie the spear is kind of a his like thing is alive it's that yeah. weird bird thing whereas this one it looks like it's more of a some sort of samurai or ninja blade attached to a rope that he's like pulling people back on. So but wasn't there a little, a little clip bit where I think it was, I think it was Scorpion saying that he was like engulfed in flames. He was just sort of standing there like badass. So I think he might. Yeah. Have I, yeah. That's what I'm I saying. Like I'm hoping we'll see some sort of, maybe right. he dies or something and he comes back as, you know, the Scorpion that we know. Mm. I would love to see something like that. This, it looked super awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm 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 hyped for this now. Is, is this all sort of, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. The actor, the guy who played it's Dawson's, Paul, the uh, guy who played Dawson's Creek. 
but the guy who played Dawson's Creek, the guy James who played Dawson, he, he, was, he was the he, Creek. He was the Creek. He did, yeah, James Vanderbeek. He did a, it's like a YouTube video. Like it's only like a few minutes long, but it's like a Mortal Kombat adult themed Mortal Kombat movie trailer thing. This was a few years ago. It was just James like a fun, Vanderbeek did? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's James. Okay, now now I'm questioning myself. Oh God, let's let's get up the internet oh, no, and see. The so, like, did he direct it or did he star? He, he was he was oh. in it. It was like only five Shit. or ten minutes long or something, but it was like a little oh. tester thing. Oh, Happy H two O Happy Two says he remembers that. So apparently, so I don't what? know about this. It was, you guys, <laughs> check it out. It's a genuinely good video. And people like people should they should make this into a movie. God and like yeah, but, like Vanderbeek is Johnny Cage. Yeah, uh, James Vanderbeek. Mortal Kombat. Stop Mortal that. Kombat. My, I'm probably going to be a robot for a second, but um, am I going crazy? Did this? I'm sure this happened. I'm sure. Someone happened. in the chat says that they H2O says that he's he remembers it. Oh, I don't God. see nothing's coming like up. Him. Actually, this is. I'm no. sure it was him. Oh, I'm getting this stuff about Power Rangers with him. <laughs> Oh, was it? Pa- oh, wait. Maybe that was it. It was a power. It was a power. <laughs> it was a power. But it was like an adult version. It was like an adult. Oh, never mind. Screw it. I got that wrong. I got that unofficial, unofficial Power Rangers. Let's wait. Like, yeah, he said. in the chat says it was a Power Rangers fan film. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was awesome. Check that out as well. <laughs> James Vanderbeek. I hope he was the Blue Ranger because I don't ever. He'll never be my Red Ranger. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that oh, right now. Man. Okay. Right. Well, let's move on from that. Hilarious. Misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Should we go into this week's mail sack? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Do Wait, I, let's do the old uh, Scotty Moe's mail sack of wonder. Here it is where you ask us stuff and we answer it. Hooray. There we go. Okay, it's You're live now, Scotty. Do your shit. Okay, it is time for the mail sack. So we're going to bring it on over to here. First, uh, we got a flood of stuff, uh, replies and retweets and quotes from uh, tagging Hideki Naganuma with the Jet Set Radio Future stuff last week. Um, So a lot of people had a lot of cool memories to share along with that. So I'll just read a couple of them here because it was fun to see people getting excited for that. Um, at Dark Ryu three seventeen on Twitter said so because <laughs> that was one of the things we asked like hey we're gonna be talking about Jet Set Radio Future do you have any memories of this game what would you dig about it uh, they said so I remember my first time playing Jet Set Radio Future when I was around five years old got my first S boss button with the J S R F slash Sega G T combo disc and it was something that brought styling to a new level in my eyes, especially with the character beat doing backflips while exclaiming Yahoo. Sorry, that was Mario. But, um, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody remembers that classic triple jump that beat did in the mushroom kingdom. Um, and then at star bracer said, I remember the first time my brother and I big bro was playing beat the game. I had the combo of a wicked headache and grace and glory in my head. Plus, I believe it had just rained, so the smell of fest, uh, so the smell of fresh um, petrichor was in the air. So, like, he has a like that reminds it. Like he wow. he smells rain when he smells rain. Now he thinks of Jet Set Radio, <laughs> which incredible. is crazy. Um, and then uh, finally, and then another one here um, at Valor Ow said, used to play this with my elder siblings when I was really young. 
picked up ice skating and skateboarding because of it. It's nice. still and always will be my favorite game, which also has the best soundtrack from Hideki Naganuma, which I still listen to on repeat. Solid. Yes. So, yeah, that was I cool also, to get a lot of... Um, mm-hmm. I remember telling you guys about how I always see oh. a lot of beat cosplay. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. I was just flipping through uh, some of my... Like, if you store your photos, like, on, on your Gmail, sometimes it'll be like, oh, this day, you know, three years ago. And it pulled up one of some old memory of Too Many Games or MAGFest or something. And um, right. I put that there. And I was like, I got to have to show the boys. Oh, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Um, and then to get into the uh, the more recent ones uh, this week, we got in our Discord. Sarenex said, this is a jokey question that can be ignored. Do you understand the concept of love? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this whole thing in the shower this morning. <clears throat> and I don't know, was just the whole idea, the concept of love, was that a mistranslation, you think? And they were trying to mean, like, just the meaning of love? Do you understand the meaning of love? But it was a mistranslation, possibly, or maybe not a the most correct translation, and it became the concept. Because I think that is such an awesome phrase that's iconic to this series now but if if it had just been do you understand the meaning of love i don't think it would have had that uh that same level of uh you know it, it's burnt into our memories it's it's you know it's that when you hear of it you think of jet set yeah so. well i've got a, i've got a sort of mini anecdote about this the, the game and the song in particular in that i don't i don't know if it's like I've always had terrible hearing or like there's loads of songs. I can never seem to pretty grasp what the actual lyrics are. I just mis- mistranslate them all the time. But both me and my friend, we mistranslated this song. And I don't know if it was our TV at the time, which was just crappy or whatever, but we thought it said, um, I mistake, I mistake, I mistake the concept of love. And there's like, what is love? And it's just like, so I never, it was only until like a few years ago I realized it actually was understand, understand, understand the concept of love. So it's just like if I sang the song, it'd be like, ah, mistake, ah, mistake, the concept of love. But it's, namaste, namaste. <laughs> it just completely had no idea what the ly- real lyrics were. And in my head, though, it all made sense still because like the following lyrics afterwards just seemed to flow. And I was just like, yeah, great song. But yeah, it's, it's only years later when people like understand and stuff, like Jet Set Radio, I was like, what does this understand mean? Like, I think Radio <laughs> Sega does it when they're adverts. Understand, understand. Like, oh. <laughs> it's, I Well, it's not it too far off from the same question, statement question. I don't know. <laughs> uh, isn't that a, isn't there a thing, not the Mandela effect, but there's something where people hear a completely different lyric for a song. I, I think there's a term for that or something as well. I forget mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. There's so many that are misunderstood. But yes. yeah, that's just one particular that relates to this that I was going to bring up last week, but I forgot or we ran out of time. I can't remember. But yeah, just because this question came in, I was like, oh, perfect. So it's, yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't know what those lyrics were for many, many years. <laughs> oh, I remember there was uh, the song Want You Bad by Offspring is one of my favorite songs by them. But I completely did not hear the lyrics correctly because it's essentially about um, some S&M stuff eventually in that song. And one of the lines is, uh, I want you in a vinyl suit. And my sophomore high school brain heard, I want you in a final soon. And in my head, I created like 
he's so in love with this girl that she's a movie star to him and that she'll eventually have a final scene or something. And like, that was the lyrics to me is I want you in a final soon, but it's vinyl suit, like for whipping <laughs> stuff. Uh, so there you go. That's, uh, that's just our uh, young naive brains ears, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, nice. so there you go. Uh, and then, uh, also in our discord, um, Nicholas Schaefer, I almost said Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Schaefer <laughs> says, so after Sega went third party, they ported a bunch of Dreamcast games, but none of them took as franchises. Today, we see a lot of love for the Sega Genesis, like Wonder Boy, Streets of Rage, Sonic, Alex Kidd. What Dreamcast franchise do you feel has the best chance of being successful? And would just updated graphics, but same mechanics work like it does for Genesis games, or would it need updating? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's they're essentially asking like what Dreamcast game that maybe the series didn't go anywhere, they didn't do anything with the IP could maybe be successful today. I'd l- try to look into my collection. I thought of maybe Fur Fighters if they do it right cuz it's almost like Fortnite in the aesthetic. Um I, I think Toy Commander would be a good I knew one. it. I fucking yeah. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, still, that that game blew my mind back in the day. I think even to, like if they did it today, like on the Switch or something. I think that'd be a lovely little game if they have online multiplayer, make the multiplayer like more people in the room and stuff like if they have like up to 32 players or whatever, you know. That would be uh, freaking insane. Uh, that's such a I think the, good game. Yeah. The detriment to that is screen looking, just straight up um, in what multiplayer. You, you can just oh. see each other's screen, so you know where each other is. If, 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 if they had online multiplayer, for example. So yeah, that's that would mean, be great. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, they, the, uh, I think it's called Toy Soldiers is a, essentially that. And that was more, I think, more last gen, but that was a game that came out. Or most recently, I think you mentioned it, Chris, but I don't know if you actually played it, that game called Grounded. Um, oh, okay. I played it. Yeah. It looks like <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but yeah. uh, the video game. I mean, that's what they needed to do. Uh, I think that's, yeah, it was all in the house. There were never any outdoor levels in Toy Commander, right? Yeah, except that snail race outside, the unlockable oh, snail yes. race. But yeah, that was... A treat when we played that during the marathon. Yeah, you remember it, that? Yeah, in my head, from my memory, that was like one of the best things ever in in my life. And then when we played it in the marathon, it was like, oh, this is this is not a good game. No, yeah, it's not good. Uh, I remember AJ glitched it out and would like flew through the level into yeah. space or something as a snail. Um, what great. do you do? You have any, Chris? Do you have any? Uh, yeah, I think I think there's a couple that it, it's hard because you. Ha- there's a lot of games that I personally would like to see be like remastered and and get you know all the bells and whistles. But if we're saying like what franchise I think would be successful mm. today, looking at the Dreamcast library, there's really not a lot of stuff there. If if I had to just if if I had a wish and it, it I could throw out logic in any sense, I would say NFL 2K because okay. that was the best NFL football series of all time. I will die on my sword. NFL 2K5 is still the greatest football game I've ever played. But the the, the 2K series, of course, started uh, on the Dreamcast. 2K2, I think, was the last uh, NFL release on the Dreamcast. Mm. Uh, But those games were amazing. And obviously, visual concepts is is not a part of Sega anymore, which is why I said it doesn't make sense. But I think bringing that series back, even if it's not under Sega... um, a a new 
NFL series, bring it back the 2K series again, and then have it finally compete with Madden. That's what I would love to see, and I think everyone would be on board with that, a a huge portion. Um, And so I think that, if you're going to look at a series that would be the most successful, I think it would probably be the NFL 2K series. Uh, But there are a couple others that I would, I think would also, could do uh, well. Uh, Skies of Arcadia would be, I think, a a smart release um, that Sega could do. um, Because RPGs, for the most the part, I mean, theory, or not the tale, Trial of Mana. I think you mentioned recently. Yeah, they can translate really well over, and a lot better than a lot of uh, like platformers that maybe the mechanics just don't hold up well anymore. Um, if you're not wanting to go and just rebuild the game, something like Skies of Arcadia, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, um, could make sense. And I keep saying this; I've been saying it for years. Release Sea Man on mobile, and I guarantee you, it will be it will be big. If if and you obviously couldn't release the Dreamcast, but an all-new Seaman experience. Just imagine being able to – he pops up and, like, says stuff to you throughout the day. I would love love that. It would make me happy to see man just yeah. talking Ram. shit to me. I, I genuinely Ram. think that well, – There's our title, all-new Seaman experience for this week's episode. All-new <laughs> <laughs> Seaman experience. Okay, let's write that down. <laughs> now, I think that's a great shout, Seaman, on mobile. That – because – you you have you have your phone with you in your pocket in general all the time, so that's one of those things. It'd be something you can easily pick up, and maybe they could have you have the voice function because maybe you have a type function. It could go on switch, maybe. I don't know. Just think that's a really cool. Hey, got my phone number. Call me up. Yeah, yeah, it. that's the thing. And like, I I know sometimes I sound like a fanboy screaming into the abyss, but <laughs> I I will die on this sword that Sega was always ahead of their time oh, yeah. uh, in all the wrong ways. And mm-hmm. I think C Man is like a pinnacle example of that because it used the real time clock, but nobody could like rightfully just leave their Dreamcast on and tend to it for hours on end. That yeah. you know, practically anyway. But that would be. We are in that world where we're already doing that on our cell phones. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I'll, to tap on the NFL thing, I think that did so well and it was good because someone was actually like Madden actually had competition. I think that's why yep. sports games have dried up in a certain aspect is that there's no – they don't have to try to be good. They're the only one out there. And I think a good a good comparison to that is what is now happening in the wrestling industry, where yeah, uh, you had WWE for the longest time was really have just be able to run unchecked uh, in the you know in the Western you know territories until AEW has come along, and you know obviously WWE is still way bigger, but they're giving them some uh, you know some uh, competition, and now WWE is having to step their game up as a result, and overall. The, the quality of pro wrestling is getting better mm. uh, because of that. And I think you could also, you know, say the same to this. Yeah. And just a couple of other games I'd love, so. I'd love to see remade. I don't know if these would be successful though. Just it's a pipe dream of mine would be pen, pen, triathlon and speed devils. The two dreamcast games. You, there's, I feel like there's nothing like them. Out there. I thought you were going to say Sega swirl. <laughs> That's candy crush. <laughs> that is. Yeah. I was thinking about this when candy crush first came out. I was like, that's basically Sega Swell. Like, what was going on? <laughs> like, that, if if there could be a, a, a sentence that encapsulates our Sega fandom, it would be, this game is out, feels just like, insert Sega title. Yeah, basically. You know, um, I for, oh, oh, I was going to say, like, I know this is, the, speaking of pipe dreams, but I honestly think, if done correctly, Illbleed could 
do well today because people are acknowledging ironically bad stuff. It's, it could be nostalgia for some, but like, it's not a scary game, but it's so goofy and weird that it could be like, maybe incorporate into like a, uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing, like almost five nights at Freddy's. Cause that's as much sense as that game makes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and then, uh, we did get a question from HO happy dude in the chat just now. Ooh. Um, he asked, or he said, I've recently decided to sit down and go trophy hunting in Diablo 3 on PS3, and I'm over halfway done, 58%, to getting my second ever platinum trophy. If time was not an issue, what game would you want to sit down and complete? And I will say, I'm right there with you, sir, because I have only platinum two games. Technically, one of them I haven't even platinumed, uh, but Duke Nukem 3D, big shock on the PS4, and then Rocket League. <laughs> oh, wow. I think but the Rocket last League is weird. With it. I was just going to say Rocket League is weird with it because you can platinum Rocket League, but every add-on has trophies as well. So even though I've platinumed it, it's not 100%. It's it's weird. I was just going to say, I think the last one I did was uh, the King of Kong movie on, on Xbox. The King of Kong. I don't wait, know if you guys what? remember how hard, oh, Jesus. how hard that was to get all, all thousand of those points. It was actually, it's notoriously the easiest game to get all of the 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 yeah, all of the it, achievements. Is it like press start? And, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> stupid. Like press start. That's a hundred t- like trophy points. Sort of I think I'm playing the game. I want to do that right now, um, which is kind of funny. It's a uh, Yakuza like a dragon. I'm Ooh, having okay. so much fun just doing everything in that game that I put almost thirty hours into it. I'm still, I think, on chapter six or oh, seven because wow. I'm not that far into the main story. I'm just taking my time and, and doing everything, and I'm, I'm having so much fun with this game. It is by far my favorite Yakuza game. Not necessarily from the story, although I love the story, but just all the fun I'm having with it. It's I'm having it's, it's a blast. It's so I think I, I, that's something I could see that I really want to take my time with, and I could see me playing it throughout the next year to eventually just platinum it. Yeah. I think for me, t- two games that come to mind would be the Shenmue HD remasters. I'd love to just sit down and spend all the time in the world doing those. And, you know, um, the other one would be Skyrim and maybe Oblivion. Cause I mean, I've already sunk so many hours into those games, but yeah, those are games that I just freaking love. So happily. Yeah. I don't know why I've actually never done that with Skyrim. Cause I feel like it's a game I should have done by now. Like <laughs> the amount of times I've played that I- game. I kind of encountered that with Fallout 3 because I started it on PS3 and was playing a lot of it. But then when, but that, that game came out just before trophies and then you had to do an update, but you would lose uh, your save state. So I, I probably could have done it with Fallout 3, but like I would have had to restart and like do certain things that I didn't bother with. But two games do come to mind that I did start to try to hundred percent. One of them was Portal 2. Um, but that one kind of became, uh, running around in circles because there was one achievement that you had to like do something with someone on your friends list that was brand new for them. And somehow it helped them. It was a weird backwards thing that didn't make sense. So theoretically, everyone that I would play that game, I would have to basically make friends with someone randomly to get this thing. And I was like, I don't know if I'm playing this for the right reasons at that point. Yeah. And, um, but portal two, and then another one was left for dead two, which, I played the shit out of that game. And this was when me and all my friends were kind of all working in GameStop and retail. And we made it a point to like almost every night 
we we thought like let's get this achievement for going through the campaign on hard mode you know and so we would log in like after we all got done with work and end up playing till like three in the morning but it was so difficult and i Oh, no, game, but we finally did it. We got. Uh, I'm. I lagged out in that. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah, right. you froze for a few seconds. Um, it's okay. But so, like, we would play that game so much, and we did eventually get through the campaign on hard mode. But there's a um, survival mode where that changes it for anyone that's played Left 4 Dead recently at all. When you've got hordes and stuff coming at you, your teammates illuminate. They're illuminated. So in survival mode, that doesn't happen. You can't tell the difference between your teammates and the zombies, so it's just hopeless to try to not hit them or shoot them in all the chaos. So it it was fun, but it was genuinely one of the most stressful experiences I've had with a video <laughs> game, trying to like actually work together and stuff. But right. uh, it, so I would probably complete those two games. I would 100 percent both of those. Okay. I'd say. Uh, yeah. And I real quick, uh, I, Chris, you initially said King of Kong. Did instead I? of King Kong, you did. Okay. and so I thought I, you, that too. I thought you were bringing up the fact that at one point Xbox had you getting achievements for like watching movies and stuff because I do that remember that was a thing. Briefly. Only on the HD DVD versions. Oh, was it? That's oh. a joke. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. That, that would make sense. That would. Uh, no, I was the 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 official King Kong movie, the game. Yeah. I think it was what it was called. Yeah. It was the one based on Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Right. With Jack Black in it. Um, and it was just yeah, it was super easy. You could just get a thousand. Um, and and the game itself was very yeah. easy too. You could just. Not not very that hard. one, and I remember one of the Avatar Airbender games was another easy thousand oh, really? pointer. Yeah, maybe I should pick up some yeah, of these yeah, games yeah. and just boost up my scores a little bit. Don't go down that hole again, dude. It's a, <laughs> it's two thousand eight all over again. You don't want to be a Chibo hunter. That's the easiest way I'll say this: the easiest way to do it if you want to get stuff is like the daily achievement stuff. I there's like daily tasks that you could go in and it's like play a game pass game or something. And oh, just stuff like yes. that. That's, That's a quick way to rack up points and gamer score and other stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, to be honest, oh, I, I, remember, I don't care. I don't care about achievements. I know, I know. <laughs> we we're better. We're, we have lives. That's it. It's, right. it's, it's, yeah. I, I mean, we have stuff to do, but I, I don't know if it's going to on a tangent, but there's one thing I hate about achievements. It's it stopped game companies from putting cheats and stuff into their games. Like, yeah. which, and games used to have fun cheats in them, like big head mode or right drive as a horse in Daytona, for example. And you yes. don't have that anymore. You don't have Hell all this yes. fun stuff that you used to be able to get. So that's yeah. so screw achievements. Microsoft I remember just ruined it. The I think I think what did it for me was I did want to try to do it in the last Twisted Metal game that was released because I love the twist. I love car combat games, and so the last one that came out on PS3, the self-titled. I was like, oh, I could, I play the hell out of this game. I could platinum this, whatever. One of the trophies, no joke, was essentially to, uh, it, it was called like Be the Best or something real plain and simple. But it was like, um, acquire the top ranking in the world rankings for most kills and multiplayer, blah, 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 yada, yada. So I'm like, it didn't say this verbatim, but I'm like, you literally are saying one of the trophies is to be the top ranking person in this game. Like in the That's world, so I'm not going to try to do that. So, yeah, yeah. That's what anyway. if no one tried it though. What's that? I said, but what if no one ever tried it? Well, the network is down now, so you can't even do it anymore. Yeah. You could yeah. have been a legend. There you go. There we go. Could have been a legend. Oh well. <laughs> Speaking anyway. of legends, is that going to do it? I think that'll do for it for the mail sack. 
All right, that was the mail, sir. Awesome. Nice. So with that, we will be moving on to our feature discussion this week. Yes, that's right. We're doing our feature discussion. And this week, we are looking into the world of backwards compatibility on the modern consoles. This all comes out of the announcements uh, that uh, Microsoft made about Xbox Series X and S consoles giving backwards compatible games an FPS boost of all the older Xbox titles, which sounds really cool. Um, Chris, did you want to run down some of the hot points for this at all? So yeah, I'll sure. leave it, hand over to you, my friend. Yeah, this kind of came out of nowhere uh, earlier this past week, but I, you're right, Greg. I think it does bring up something that we could talk about, but specifically to the the, the new FPS boost. It sounds like some sort of cheap tagline that you'd see on some new... <laughs> Uh, like piece Blast of hardware that you buy, you know, at some <laughs> computer store in the mid nineties. <laughs> so uh, it's not as good as Blast pa- processing. I'll say that Microsoft. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, here's the detail. So um, it basically says that uh, Xbox's uh, backward compatibility team has developed S- FPS Boost. It employs new methods, and it can even double and sometimes quadruple the original frame rate on some wow. of these games. Uh, so it's going to have higher, steadier frame rates, which will make the game uh, smoother, um, and so uh, it'll have a more immersive gameplay. And so, the f- let me see, there's going to be more games coming, but the new games that are now available are Far Cry 4, uh, New Super Lucky's Tale, which I think was first a VR game. I believe it was originally developed yeah. as a VR game because uh, oh, it was in Blake uh, Harris's VR book. Uh, yeah, it was first a VR only game, and then nobody knew about it or something. I mean, they brought it to be. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a lot in that book. Super I That's a third person platform game, though. So how can yeah, that? I know. It started VR. as VR. I yeah. What? Okay. Trust me on this. This is going to be. Yeah, no, I. I I remember reading about that as well because it looked like a really fun game, but then I saw that it was only in VR. I'm like, I'm not going to try this. I don't have VR. And then they they realized that that was a foolish, uh, probably, decision, and then they brought it to everything. So this game is now going to be, it can run up to 120 frames per second. We also have Sniper Elite 4, uh, UFC 4, which has uh, specifically improved frame rate on the Series S. It's up to 60 frames per second now. And then Watch Dogs 2, I guess they chose some of these games specifically to show some of the uh, individual, uh, I guess, improvements that each system can have. Like the UFC 4 is kind of specific to the Series S, which I own, uh, and it'll be neat that I can be able to, I'm not going to be left in the dust. I know that it's not just going to be the Series X that's going to be getting some of this stuff. Some of these updates will also be playable um, mm. on the uh, the Series S, which will be good. Um, let me see. And yeah, I mean, I think this brings up a, a good question of like, are there any, any games that you guys have in mind that you think you would personally like to see get this and you think it would be uh, beneficial to the game at all? Uh, Scotty, I'll let you go first if you've got any there. Damn it. Nope. I got nothing. Oh, okay. I, I can go first then. Um, so I, the thing is, I actually got, I've forgotten if these games are actually backwards compatible, but one game, Far Cry 3. Um, Screw Far Cry 4. Far Cry 3 was a better game, in my opinion. It's such a great game. I would 
love to play that game. I mean, the game ran fine back in the day, but yeah, I think with the FPS boost, it'd be cool to see it, just see if there are any visible improvements and yeah, to make the game a little bit. I think first person shooters are one of those, those, uh, those sort of games that it just works better with the improved FPS things. Um, so yeah, seeing a boost on that would be interesting to see. And, um, yeah, I, I believe these are not backwards compatible, but the condemned games, I'd love to go back and play those again with an even better frame rate and stuff. Um, yeah, those, those are just off the top of my head. Those are some games that I instantly thought of. Yes, I want to play those. Uh, like this, but yeah. Um, and I, I don't yeah. know, I guess I, I'm not sure if they are now just saying like, we're not going to go and add any games to the backwards compatibility list, or is it just um, like, cause I know all the Xbox one games are backwards compatible with the series S and X, right? They're the, I, they have backwards so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I say, so I think for this one in particular, we don't have to worry about that so much, but it's just like, these games are, are going to get a bigger boost um, to be able to play. Um, the good thing is, I do think Condemned, though, Graham, is backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Oh, okay. So, in theory, wouldn't that then be able to be played on a Series S or X? I guess, in theory, I guess. Oh, actually, yeah, wait, I'm on the Microsoft website that is compatible on Xbox One and Xbox X and S. Sweet. Like, okay. So maybe, yes. To your point, then, Graham, Condemned absolutely could be one of those. That and that would be an amazing one. But, I would but Condemned Two is not. Just to point out, okay. that's not there. Damn that. That's weird. Yeah. I like the original Condemned better anyway. Oh, really? Uh, Interesting. Ooh, well, because it, it, it started. It, it it it. I felt like it jumped a shark at the end with the storyline. <laughs> really? Uh, okay. it, well, it, the, there was a little. Uh, there was a giant bear instead of a shark. It jumped that- a bear. That was one of the best bits. That was such an intense moment. It was fun. It was a fun, like set piece. It was awesome, but it just like the whole it, it, the whole story just went out of it. it made no sense. Oh, uh, see, I I, 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 I grabbed it with uh, what the original. But anyway, okay. so Man. I think it did just great. Do you have any any uh, anyone, Scotty? Did you Ooh, say anything? I think just one more. I would love to add okay. Adam Wake. Uh, Adam Wake, both the Adam Wake games, Adam Wake and Adam Wake New Nightmare. I'd love to see those because uh, I thought those games were amazing back in the day, and I'd love to see those running even smoother. Oh yeah, smooth as us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would want more colorful stuff. So I would say like the crazy taxi games or something would look great if they did not hitch up, if they just ran smoother, um, or any of the Sonic 3D games as well. Like that, those are clearly based around speed. Um, Sonic Colors, nothing's happened with that, which doesn't make any sense, but let's just bring that out. Who cares? Um, <laughs> so at 120 FPS, but the fact that they have Super Lucky's Tale, which looks like it should be a Sonic game with how that art is and everything, uh, I think any of the Sonic 3D games would, would be it, good to Do you guys use. think it would be possible to get Sonic Mania running at like 120 frames per second on, <laughs> on that? Because I don't know what it's running at now, like what its default is, I assume... 60 frames per second. Uh, um, I don't know Xbox if it's even that Xbox since it was a one. Wii title. It's um, Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, read, I read Sonic Colors because we mentioned it. Uh, Mania would be good. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this tech stuff because my eyes are like, I don't know. It looks pretty. I don't really notice slowdown as much as other people let yeah. it bog them down, I guess. So. That's the thing. I don't really notice to slow down a huge amount. So 
But I'd just be interested to see if I can see a difference with this. These are running that much faster. Could you imagine if Sonic Mania how awesome that'd be if if you lock it in at 120 frames per second, no slowdown, there's just stuff going all over the screen. I think that could look. (laughs) And I think it would just feel really smooth. You know, Mm. all the the animations and stuff. I think. Yeah, it would look really good. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Any uh, any games that you'd love to see? I I had something in my mind. What was it? But then we started talking about Sonic Mania and everything. And that, <laughs> it, 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 like I went on a whole thing in my head. I didn't write it down, so I don't know. Um, I, I I think some of the old like Sonic games would be kind of fun to see what they could do with. I personally, Sonic Mania, I think would be really fun if we wanted a newer kind of title. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got there. Um, what do you guys think, though? On the flip side. Uh, like Nintendo and Sony, I know Nintendo has been doing lots of stuff on the eShop. They've been doing lots of releases. They have the the NES and Super Nintendo online thing. If you're, a, I guess, a, a subscriber to the Nintendo Switch, what do they even call that these days? Like Switch Pro plan? Nintendo? Is, is it just called Wait. online subscription? Is it something? Yeah, know. it's just Nintendo online. Yeah. <laughs> So it's such a Nintendo thing, but um, <laughs> sure. And so, yeah, if you subscribe to that, then you get access to some of these old NES mm. and uh, Super NES games that have some added functionality. I think some of them even you can play online. Um, but what? Yeah, what do you think? Do you guys feel that companies today are doing enough to support backwards compatibility, and then you know just continue support for some of these legacy games? No, they're not. Uh, because no, when, when Sony, Sony never confirmed that the PS5 was going to play everything. Um, but when they said that they were going to do the, they confirmed the hundred best PS4 titles work on the whatever. And I'm like, cool. That generation has been the least impactful for me in all of video games. So thanks for nothing. But, um, (laughs) it's just like, I don't know. Um, yeah, if they, it would be cool, and that's one reason. Again, I'm getting the Poly Mega. It would be cool to have every Sony thing play on one system. Uh, that's you know, Poly Mega is not going to play four or five or three or whatever games. But um, yeah, I feel like companies have slacked off. Nintendo's been the worst with it because mm-hmm. they do. It's it drives me nuts because their online service is awesome. Like one night, Corey and I for Thursday Night Throwdown, we just went through some co-op stuff and the Nintendo online stuff and like played through some Super Nintendo games that it's just. You can just play it co-op. You can just play it online with your friends. Like, just just do that. They didn't add anything graphically or cheat modes or whatever. Just you can just play it online. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm of the opinion that at the moment Sony ha- has stepped up their game and they're getting on the right track because seeing what Microsoft's been doing with all backwards compatibility and you know the Game Pass stuff, which sometimes includes um, older games and stuff, is fantastic and. I feel like Sony's on the right track because they've got similar services now and stuff. Um, I feel like they could step up a little bit more because they've got they've got a legacy. They've got the legacy of more consoles. You've got PS One up to PS Five or PS Four if backwards available. Um, but yeah, so I think they're on the right track. They've got a little bit of way to go. Nintendo. I'm similar to Scotty in a way that I feel like they've taken a massive step backwards from the original Wii's virtual console, where it was oh, this yeah. awesome thing where you had. Um, uh, like PC Engine games or something. Was it PC Engine? Yeah. They had like NES games, PC Engine yeah, they, games. Yeah, they introduced me like, to that console. Yeah, like I'd never, because some of those games are just, Jap- from what I can remember, like Japan only sure. or something. Yeah, and, yeah, and 
They had the Mega Drive games on there. So they've worked with all these other companies and stuff. They had N64 games on there. So they had games that were like full 3D and stuff. And maybe they didn't really add anything to them, but the fact that you had these games there, which was the first thing ever, like you know of a console system has really done that before, this virtual digital library area that you could just download the games and play them. Fantastic. And then just through the generations, it seems to have all faded away. <laughs> and yeah. th- yes, they've got the NES and Super NES games um, on Switch. I, do you know what? I've played two or three of those games since I've had the service. I use that service just to play online on the Switch now, which isn't even that great anyway. Like, I barely use them. Um, those are two consoles that are really easy to emulate. Um, I've played, I've played loads of the games back in the day, but you can easily emulate it. There's some emulators that can actually play online as well. I think the online bit is really cool. As Scotty said, that's so cool. You can jump on an old Super Nintendo game and play multiplayer. But I feel like, how awesome would it be if the Switch could start playing, I know Chris hates it, but N64 games <laughs> or GameCube yeah. games, for example. Um, I know the yeah. Wii may be a bit tricky because of all motion controls. So I'm not sure how well the Switch, that would translate on Switch or anything, but, you know, Wii's and Wii U games maybe as well. Like, it's awesome to see other stuff appearing there, not these really old systems that are think... great, but I'm not sure everyone really wants that. Right. And I think one of the things... I think the existence of the Polymega is a physical manifestation of the console manufacturers screwing up uh, legacy and backwards compatibility over the years. Mm. Um, what it should be is every fucking new system, they should have that stuff like in ingrained in the get-go. Like, you should be able to... Nintendo should have built upon Virtual Console rather yeah. than re just like with each new system they come out with they just redo the whole thing yeah and there's no consistency from it, it, it makes having to activate your licenses and everything uh, a mess they need to find a just a simplified way to present these games and to carry your libraries from one generation to the other and i think microsoft is getting it uh and you're seeing more of that uh but the Polymega exists because the console manufacturers haven't done it to a degree yeah. that is is good enough for the average consumer. And I'm 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 a big supporter on the Polymega for a long time, and I think that is going to be the answer if they can the company can you know get to the finish line. Yeah, um, but, I, uh, and I, I feel like Nintendo has been shooting themselves in the foot a little bit with the fact that. I mean, it's, it's working well for them, I will admit, but like, I think in the long run, it's not going to work out so well, maybe. Because what they're doing on the Switch, especially, they seem to be re-releasing a lot of these older games like at basically full price with like no tweaks to them at all. They might have slightly oh, better yeah. visuals, like the Mario Collection, where you had Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy. Great games, but yeah, there's like nothing new to them. There's like no online multiplayer or anything cool like that. There was no, like, as you complained as well, like Scotty, like when it first released... Mario 64 is still in the 4x3 screen. They could have easily made yeah. that 60x9, you know. Um, they've just announced Zelda Skyward Sword is coming out as well. It's like they're just rehashing these old games, releasing them for full retail price, and it's like, ah. I mean, to be honest, I thought Skyward Sword was a massive letdown for a Zelda game myself. Oh, everybody did. Um, and like, so. even Mario Kart 8, one of the most successful Switch games, was a port of a Wii U game. It wasn't 
it wasn't made for the Switch, you know. Um, whereas yeah. they, they're not really doing anything. Um, that's that's the frustrating thing. So yeah, I think you're right, Chris. I think in the long run, like with with Microsoft, um, they're they're still paving the way for the backwards compatibility stuff. Um, like just, I think they've done a really Which good job. Which is hilarious. Yeah, because they have the smallest backwards <laughs> era library. Uh, yeah. out of anyone. Yeah, exactly. That's if the- I were them, though, I would be trying to like get other libraries, and I think that could yeah. be a way to continue to build maybe Game Pass. Could you imagine they're like, we secured Golden the library, eye, baby. like PC Engine or something, you know, like in PC Engine is coming to Game Pass, stuff like that, like older. Yeah. I think if, if, if Polymega hits it big, and they strike something special, like when they fi- when they finally release this thing, I think at that point you might see some some genuine shifts with you know Sony and Microsoft and not Nintendo, but you might see them <laughs> because Nintendo it's like they exist in a vacuum. And yeah, they, they like do their thing. Outside of that, anything could be happening. They have no idea. <laughs> I think Sony and Microsoft have a better uh, eye on the actual you know like the heartbeat of the industry. Um, but uh, I was. One other thing to tag on to Nintendo, um, they had this market sealed with the DS as well because mm. the DS played Game Boy Advance games yes. and Game Boy games. Then the DS, uh, 3DS plays all DS games. Like they kept that, that is probably still arguably the biggest user base ever in video games was the handheld market with Nintendo. So it's like you have you have physical proof that people will keep playing their stupid pokemon games up through each thing as long as they can shove it in the hole people come on I yeah think what they probably did is there was some sort of like strategic decision made at the highest levels of these companies where they're like look we can make more money releasing these digitally every single console generation oh, yeah. people are going to continue to buy them versus if you sell it to them one time and allow them to just their library to continue to exist mm-hmm. Like, look at the magnitude of, you know, transactions you could have by forcing them to rebuy every year. And that's really the cycle that we're in. And and that's what they're doing to us. Um, yeah, but th- there's, there's going to come a point that some people are just like, I own this. I've still got the old console. I don't need to rebuy this game. Like, it's- Did you buy any of the Sonic uh, 3D games on the 3DS? Uh, on the 3 3- Sonic 3D. You know, they actually released the Sonic games. They released Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 on the... the... Oh, yeah, I did. I, I did I had to, I did that to review the games for the website. <laughs> so, okay, not... okay. did it to review, so I'm not going to give you too much shit, but it was just going to be funny. The point was that you bought Sonic again, and you probably bought Sonic, like, 15 times. Like, how many I, times did you... I do Sonic? own Sonic many times on different systems. Okay. Um, partly, sometimes, because it's part of the collections, though. You know, Sega sure. released all yeah. those Mega Drive collections, and I'm like... This has got some great games on it. I'm going to get them because I want to play those other games. I don't need to play Sonic again, but it's there. I think. It, I think the point is, it shows that like companies can keep releasing the same game mm. with a like a small, minute improvement, and it will get us to buy those games again. Because yeah, I, there is yeah that we're in. I guess that is a thing, um, but yeah, I'm I'm wondering if that bubble is going to burst at any time. I hope, I hope it does. It should. Yeah. Consumer, absolutely. Yeah, because I feel like it makes more sense for Microsoft's case, like releasing the next iteration of console. But all those great games you just bought in the last era, you can still play them. Keep those games. Keep playing them. 
you know. I was going to make a funny, funny joke of oh. who rebuys games and hold up every copy of Resident Evil 2 I have, but I can't find any of them over there right now except for oh, my one on GameCom. Man. <laughs> but, so, because there is the thing that, like, some companies have been re-releasing games, but upgrading them visually, like like the risen, recent Resident Evil remakes and stuff. Um, like, right. two and three, because that is almost like a whole new experience, like even for people who've played the original games. Um, yes. So things like that, I'm totally cool with, you know, that's freaking awesome. Or if it's a very rare game, it's hard to get hold of. Like, for example, if they remake Panzer Dragoon Saga, I'd, you know, I think the, most of the Sega world would go and buy, buy that game. Right? Cause uh, it's so hard to get it's so expensive. But, right. uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, with Polymega, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, especially if they get an online store and stuff. Um, they told me that firsthand at E3 is that that's their plan. Yeah. And what they also plan on doing, it's going to be so awesome, is they're, I mean, they're continuing to work and add uh, uh, compatibility and, you know, they're creating, uh, you know, just new software releases. So you're going to be able to go on, they'll, they'll say, sell something, maybe like a Sega Saturn emulator, and you'll just go and buy it for $10. It'll download and add the functionality and then now you can just pop in any of your Saturn or you know Sega Saturn games, and they'll just work. That'd be so, so. cool. Yeah, <laughs> man. Imagine if like Microsoft or Sony were like, "Hey, yeah, we could do the same thing." Yeah, man. Well, I wonder if like one of the big companies would buy the Polymega, like buy it out, and be like, "Yeah, this is now our retro system or something." But I don't know, I don't happen, know how but... that. Yeah, I can't imagine the red tape within that. So. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, let it yeah. like EA do it. <laughs> but it would be I mean, in- we got nothing to worry about because the Intellivision Amico is going to be here before we know it. Yes. <laughs> Good news, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. I still can't believe that's a thing. I've never even heard of it until like last week. And I was like, what? It got pushed back again. Oh, no. no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Man. I, I guess think that one Sega I, game on it. The, the talk on the. Uh, the backwards compatibility, though. Yeah, um, I was. I was going to say. I think that was a really interesting idea that I can't remember. Was it Chris had about if, if say, if Microsoft started or Sony or whoever started introducing other companies, like other like if they started getting more Sega games or something, or or like arcade games or other platforms, like if they were introducing those, that would be that would be a very interesting thing to see. Like, see if that does make a bigger shift in the the gaming world at all. Yeah, it's 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 a weird idea because like it's not a you can't directly translate it to other industries like you can with like or because Microsoft is releasing games on its own platform, but also these game makers that own a lot of these old games are still releasing it on those own consoles too. So to be able to make something like that happen, there's a reason why it probably hasn't right now, I guess. Well, but uh, it would take a lot. But I think but- it's not it's not impossible. But that, that is what Nintendo did with the Virtual Console originally with the Wii. They had to use other platforms. That's true. Nintendo didn't own them, but they were still doing it. They, they talked to Sega. They talked to I don't know how the PC works. Engine people, whoever. I can't remember what company who made that is. Um, NEC? Is it NEC? Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the various companies. And they got some great games on there, which were really awesome. So, yeah. Um, was there anything throw- to add? Sorry. Um, oh, sorry, Chris. What was that? I just said, don't throw your weeds away. Don't throw your... Yeah, that's, I haven't tried out my way. I, I wonder if my Wii still works. Um. Uh, well... <laughs> only, only you can tell us that, Graham. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> that probably came out <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> Damn you, Nintendo. Only if, 12 years later, that joke's still funny. <laughs> Time to check up on your C-Man. Yeah. Oh. I think that's a good... Uh, good that's, got, that's a good jumping-off point, I think. Um, brilliant. So, okay, with that, I guess we'll wrap up uh, that section. We'll also wrap up the show. So, yes, um, Scotty, I don't know if you want to go ahead and queue up a... Yeah, I'll find raid. someone to raid. Keep talking. Cool. Yep, Scott, uh, oh, Scotty, Chris, um, have we got any site or magazine website announcements or anything like that going on? We have a review being posted tomorrow on the Sonic the Hedgehog Curry uh, that Diego, uh, <laughs> he did, and it's really funny. He has photos of himself eating it. It's, it's hilarious. Okay. Uh, so that's going to go live. So when they hear this, I assume it will already be live. Mm-hmm. So go Check out the the website. Uh, we have some some really cool content that just got posted this week. We have several reviews of some games that Antichrist did, uh, and just a bunch of good content all around. So yeah, go check it out. Sonic yeah. Curry. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also check out yeah check out the uh, the news article about the rare arcade machine that was just found dumped in a field in the UK in Ireland. Uh, That's because- so crazy. And, go yeah, up and- there. Right? What are you doing? Why aren't you there right now getting it? <laughs> it's an island. I can't travel. It's it's an another. It's literally on another physical island. I'm not allowed to travel. We're in lockdown. Damn it! Um, but this, this is the thing. So anyone who actually fans of the show, I was really very, very quick. I want to mention this. This is the arcade machine that I mentioned that I played at Sega World in London back in like the mid to late nineties, where I played G Lock and the machine actually rotates 360 degrees and stuff. I was trying to explain it to you guys, and you guys never heard of it. This is the thing that was found in a field. So I do know of G-Lock. I just, I don't know what, I, I don't even remember the conversation. What would be really weird is that was the exact same oh, G-Lock that you played. That would be amazing. Um, still have like a bogey of mine I picked off and put on there or something. I don't know. I, I'm sure that they can forget. If, if, if you delve deep, I bet they found out where that unit was actually located. And mm. I would be yeah, I, I think I think they did mention it was actually from an old arcade in Ireland. But yeah, but but yeah, because it was like one of the cabinets. There's a few G lock cabinets and stuff, but this was one that they only had two games made for it or something. That, but the whole machine literally moved around. So yeah, I was trying to explain it to you guys, but I think you guys have never seen that arcade cabinet before, even if you've heard of the game. As a, but yeah, it was just amazing. That like I was like, no one's heard of this, and it's suddenly it's like on the internet, it's become like a big thing, like in viral and stuff. So. Anyway, check it out. Um, so yeah, um, Scotty's got a concentration face on there. I don't know if I should interrupt. I should interrupt him as he's. Yeah, I'm thing. still trying to find somebody playing. I found someone playing the new Castle of Illusions. If we want to go with that. Yeah, Castle, that, that, yeah, that's an illusion game. I'm, well, Castle Illusion, great game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, when you, I don't know if you can distract Scotty, but if, is there anything else uh, you want to shout out about for the? Uh, we stream a lot. Uh, we got Fantasy Star always happening, retro stuff always happening. I might try take another stab at the Crime Wave this week. Um, if we can get it off the ground, we're definitely going to do freaking uh, rock and roll racing on Thursday mm-hmm. night throwdown. Um, but other than that, you know, just keep an eye on our Twitter. Uh, and I'll also say to follow hop into our discord if you are new here that link is in the chat right now that's where you can see when we're going live when everything's happening um most recently we did do sonic and all-star racing transform that is a monthly game now so we try to get people in playing with us for that 
Uh, and that's really it on the Twitch end right now. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and if you want to follow us on uh, social media, we're on Instagram, um, we're at Megavisions, on Twitter and Facebook, it's at Megavisionsmag, uh, megavisionsmag.com for our main website. We're also on Patreon if you want to support the actual magazine. We've got physical and digital magazine. And also we've got some fun YouTube videos on youtube.com forward slash Megavisions. So, yeah, cool. And I think that will do it for the show. So thanks, everyone, yeah, for watching. Yeah, we're going to raid Disney Contigo. Disney continue. Fantastic. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, Be excellent to each other. Stick around and hang out with some Disney peeps. See ya. Honey, I gotta tell you about this sandwich. It's all me, baby.